This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. We got the boys in the house. The boys are back in town. Christian looking dapper. Finally got rid of that handlebar mustache. I love you. Timbo looking. It's still there, but buried in a beard. I like the beard better. Timbo here. He just did his podcast earlier today about the best three. So he's firing all cylinders. He told me before he got on, he he had a nap, which is my favorite thing in the entire world. Reset that brain. Boys, we've talked about it all text. I've been bragging. I can't find my belt. My dog, oh. <laughs> my daughters took it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I meant to get that. I opened the door and I go, huh? I was like, hey, babe, do you know where the belt's at? You know, and they're like, I don't know. And I was like, well, last time Winnie had it. And she's like, yeah, you're not seeing that again. So who knows where that's at? But I'm the champ in the final pay-per-view of the year. I'm excited. There's some good fights here. I think, uh. The bottom half is, there's some interesting fights. The bottom half, I think, is a little kind of whatever, but I think there's a lot. The, the most important thing is I think there's a lot of plays. A lot of plays to be had, a lot of money to be won. I, I, I teased it. I tweeted it out that I have a uh, bet of my career on this, uh, a chalky play, but you, you should put everything on it. I'm more. I'm so confident in that fight. We'll get to that fight. How you feeling about this? We'll go Timbo first. Timbo, you excited? You're in that dark room. You're looking mysterious. Ready to fucking cash some tickets, birthday boy Timbo. Everyone wish Timbo happy birthday. His birthday tomorrow. He turns thirty years old. What a stud! Uh, Christian and I have are, have been in our thirties for some time now. So Timbo, <laughs> welcome to the club. Uh, how do you feel Thank about you. this card, bud? Feel good, man. It's a hell yeah. of a birthday present. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it, I'm a rookie for asking this. Where is this card? It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Okay. Team Mobile. Yes. No, Team Mobile. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's going to be fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I didn't know that either. I was like, are they doing this in the Apex? Um, and then I, I looked it up. Yeah. Team Mobile with fans, full capacity, you know. So it's going to be rocking. I mean, fucking lines are moving crazy. So that tells me people are in Vegas right now coming in, you know, placing some bets. Which yeah, is good. 15, 15 fight card, man. 15 fight this card, baby. Getting what it's some, all about right getting here. Getting some action. Getting some action. Christian, how you feeling out there in the old Colorado, beautiful, thin air? How do you feeling? Feeling good. It's cold. I mean, actually, it's not cold like it normally is in December, but finally yeah. it got chilly a bit. But, yeah, excited for this card. It's This is three weeks in a row where I like all. I mean, most of the fights on all of them. Excited for it. Should be a good one. I've got some... When I just did my original circles, I think there was only two that I was like, "Huh, I need to really." Question into this. The only one I've been I've been bragging about how I've been reading this card like a fucking children's book all week. I've been doing my research. I've been obsessed with it. Um, the, the main event is just a stomper. Christian, you gave your pick earlier over your text. I'll, I'll save it for that. But I've I've gone back and forth, and I literally still don't have anything written down here. I can see either guy win. I want to hear your takes. I think I have a lean finally. But uh, that, that's how you know it's a good main event because a guy like me has been watching MMA for 20 years. Cappers like you, we're all over the place, right? And it's like that that tells you right there that's a must-see main event. And someone brought up, before we get to the picks, someone brought up Dustin's not a draw, which it's kind of true. Like, they don't think this paper is going to sell 400 k You guys agree with that? I think him and Amanda combined – We'll, we'll, we'll bring it up because someone's but, like when Connor fought Khabib, Khabib became, became a star, but Khabib has fucking entire country behind him. 
And then he, they're like, Nate became a star, but Nate had people already. Mm-hmm. Dustin, I think, you know, he's, he's a polite guy. He's not like a shit talker or whatever. He's an action packed dude. I don't think he's ever been in a boring fight. So uh, I hope it breaks for an okay. Cause I, I want to see these guys get some money. All right. So here we go, boys. First fight of the night. Priscilla Cachalela, plus 285 versus Jillian Robertson, minus 375. This is the real big stinker. Can you guys see this, by the way? The graphics? Okay, good. Uh, This is the real stinker. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I literally, a bowl of spaghetti fight. I put two names on the board. I threw a bowl of spaghetti, and we're getting uh, getting, uh, Priscilla Cachalera as the underdog play here, plus 285. I think Jillian Robinson's best days are behind her. Cachalera has some power, has no ground game, has some knockouts on his record. Jillian Robertson. Is a good grappler. She gets it to the ground. It's over, in my opinion. But at plus 285, I'm not going to bet this. This is just up straight. Let me get some points on the board. First fight, underdog. Let's go. Timbo, who do you like in this fight? Where'd you get these lines from? Uh, I got these lines from FanDuel yesterday. Is this, has this moved? Yeah, it's, it's, it's at least on DraftKings. Um, Jillian is at minus 410. Okay, yeah. Is plus That's what I'm saying. A lot of people are coming in Vegas. These lines are all moving all over the place. Yeah, I got these last night at, on FanDuel. Uh, I know one of the guys I've been looking at, it. he keeps moving, which which I don't like. But, uh, yeah, so all su- lines are subject to moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think in low-level, low-talent fights like this, um, like you had said, you, you, in, but in, in this case, you got to go with the better grappler. So I'm going to go with uh, – Robertson here. Jillian Robinson for old Timbo there. I got to admit, Timbo, I got some, uh, my markers were dying. This is completely off topic. Since you've been doing the podcast with me, I keep everything on paper. I track all the bets. You've been orange, an orange marker. That's your color. That's why your pick is orange. I know you from orange. Couldn't find an orange marker, so you're blue now, bro. You're blue now, bro. Let's hope this brings you some good luck. Yeah, Cowboys blue. All right, Christian, let's give us your pick here. I know you like dogs on the first five of the night. That's what I know about you. If I know anything, I know that. What do you got? Yeah, this line is disrespectful. I mean, Cachoeira, I don't know why her reputation's so bad. Like, losing to Val, I mean, that Valentina fight's, like, was sad to watch. Yeah, yeah. But... You know, Luana Carolina and Molly McCann, there's, I mean, no shame in that. Robertson is a quitter. She hasn't looked, I mean, Get her. good in any of her last fights. Get her. Yeah, she's a quitter, but she is the much better grappler, and I think she has a path to victory. I could see Ketchewer catching her and Robertson quitting. Um, this line should not be like this, but just as I'm not going to bet this at all. I'll probably just start watching on the second fight, but. <laughs> Um, he's not even gonna watch I'm not betting I'm not watching it fuck him <laughs> I'll watch it I never miss one uh, give me Robertson I do Robertson. Think I think she's better but it wouldn't surprise me to see her this year quit I'm, I'm a little upset that you took you took a big favorite first fight of the night you have preached to me those opening dogs baby they come barking and uh, you know what? I'm I'm on an island here. I'm on, and I'm okay with that because the champ the champ gets on an island sometimes so I'm okay with that alright next up Randy Costa, minus 192. These lines moving, like, on Wednesday when I looked at him, he was 205. I got these yesterday. He's minus 192. He's fighting Tony Kelly, plus 154. Uh, good scrap here at 135. Costa coming off his performance against Adrian Nunez. Good first round. Completely fell apart. Tony Kelly hasn't fought in a while. Uh, Louisiana boy. Timbo, what do you got to lean here, bud? What do you got? You know, Randy Costa, gorgeous man, by the way. Good looking he is a, guy. He is a Look great at this looking dude. man. He's, good he's looking a younger, cat. smaller Younger, smaller Andre Olowski. He, well, I think he's better than Andre Olowski, man. Yeah, 
Andre Olasky was a great looking man. You think to so? This day, to this day. I so think when he had the hair. And I shit, got like a cool. real like. Have you ever seen Taken? Yeah. It, yeah. It, like those bad guys in the, the very villain? end. Yeah. 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 He, that's who he reminds me of. It's like a creepy. Well, I don't know. Andre Olasky had one of the best lines ever in MMA is when. He uh he was dating some super hot chick and she broke up with him to date Tim Sylvia to get back at him. And he was with Ara Hawani. This is basically what made Ara Hawani famous. And Ara Hawani asked him about it. And Andrew Lasky in his broken English was like, Tell him how my big pee pee tastes. And everyone's <laughs> like, Oh shit. All right, back to this fight though. Andre Lasky is a legend. But this fight, we got some crackers. Who do you like? Um, uh, you know, Costa's coming up that loss to Yanez, man, but he looked fucking good in that fight. Mm-hmm. That was uh you know, and, and then his two prior um, wins, prior, you know, prior to the Giannis fight, um, TKO, like, this dude can throw. And he had Giannis hurt, too. Um, Kelly, 6-2, and 1-1 one one in the UFC. I know he had the win over Al Casey. Um, yeah, then he beat Kai Kamaka, which Kai Kamaka's not – he's just fighting on a fucking Bellator pretty much. Bellator, yep. He's a black belt in Kyokushin. I wanted to ask you about guys about that. You don't know anything about that? I think, I think karate. karate. I think it's just some bullshit karate. Mm-hmm. You, br- you bring a Kyokushin black belt right in my front yard right now. He's fucking, I'm dog walking him up around the neighborhood. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That's all yeah, bullshit. I'm, I'm a, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Randy Costa. G- great looking guy. And he's, he's skillful in the ring. You know, he just ran out of gas against Yanez and got, got beat up a little bit. But, yeah, give me Costa. Costa it is. Christian, who do you like here, babe? You like the dog? Are you, you going to take some dogs tonight? I mean, that's what I want to know. Well, you, you fix you fix it to find out. <laughs> Let's hear uh, it, babe. Man, I think I said this last time on the podcast, but I want that sleeve that Randy Costa has. I don't have a single tattoo. I want to get that. That is. My it's... wife loves it. And, and it's uh, – she had – that's – you know, I'm a tattoo guy. You can't see it, but – that is an American traditional sleeve, and that's the kind of tattoo she has. Um, yeah, it's fucking dope. He's got like an alien like saucer on his upper arm. That's super sick. Yeah, his his sleeve is pretty dope. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, he's a dope fighter too. He is so fun to watch. Um, you know that fight versus Giannis, That first round was it was impressive. I, I mean, I I think it, that would have finished most people that onslaught. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's pretty accurate, super tricky striker. Some of the stuff he throws is, I mean, I don't know how you stop it. I'm not sure that Tony Kelly has faced anything like that. Um, he's obviously really durable, and he's proven that he can go to deep waters with some lesser competition. But, I, I mean, neither of them have the highest level of competition. But, yeah, I see I see Costa getting this done. Kelly's never been finished, but I don't think he's fought somebody like the Zohan before. The yeah, Zohan. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, I like this fight. Um, Randy Costa is a guy I was I was actually pretty high on early in his career. I saw him fight live against Brandon Davis in Atlanta. He lit Brandon Davis up in that first round, and then he falls apart. He lit Andre Inez up in the first round, and he falls apart. A lot of his wins come early by knockout. He's got big power. His striking is, is really good. He moved down to Florida. Uh, he, was, he was a mass kid, fought in Boston most of his career, moved down to Florida the last couple of fights. My biggest problem is, is if he doesn't get you out of there, he fades. I have yet to see this guy prove to me that he's got cardio. It just, it just doesn't happen. You look at Tony Kelly and that Kai Kamaka fight. They were banging, slinging and banging. He took that fight on short notice. It was a close fight. He lost the decision, but they were throwing heat, and he went all three rounds. The Al Casey fight, same thing. Al Casey tried to wrestle him a little bit. Then he forced him to stand up. Tony Kelly is a Louisiana legend. Dating Andrew Lee right now. This dude has been around forever. He's 7-2, doesn't have a lot of experience, but... 
I, I think it's the right pick and to go dog here, dog wow. hunting again. Um, I'm, I'm not super confident. So, so what I will tell the listeners and the people betting one plus one fifty four for Tony Kelly is good. I think Randy Costa is a really good prospect, but out of that first round, I just don't know. I hope he proves me wrong because I think he could be a star. He's good looking. He's exciting. He'd be good for the sport. He's good for the UFC, but. I really need to see him out of that first round. Tony Kelly's got some really crafty submissions. He is good on the back. Uh, Randy Costa has been choked out before uh, when he gets tired. And, and if Tony Keller really turns this into a grappling match, there's going to be a lot of questions to be answered. I hope in my heart that Costa comes out and Cardio at one point knocks Tony Kelly out because I think he's the bigger star. But my wallet says, hey, plus 154 is not bad. But I will say Randy Costa first round knockout is, is probably – Vegas is probably sniffing that out, so it's probably not as, as as juicy as you would want it. But I think that would be a better play as well. If you get a better number, that's what it is. But I'm going to go Telly, uh, Kelly here. I just have a feeling that Costa, just he doesn't know how to preserve his energy. You know what I mean? It's crazy that in his in his professional fear, career outside of the UFC as well, he's never been out of the first round right. in a winning effort. And, 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 that, and that speaks volumes to his power. He's aggressive and he's a savage. If he can... And he's young, and, and now he's with a real camp down in Florida. If he can pace himself, you still can be a savage in that first round. But you don't need to go all out and blow your gas tank because clearly the guy's in shape. He's ripped up. I see him. I follow him on Instagram on Twitter. He bikes. He ro- he runs. He's not shying away from cardio. I think the issue is is there's only so much you have. And when you dump it all out in that first round, you know, that's fucking tough to come back from. And Tony Kelly's a, a guy who's hard to get out of there. And this can get interesting the longer it goes. So I'm going to I'm gonna bank on that. I'm going to bank on Tony Kelly taking a little bit longer there. All right, next fight. This is why it makes me laugh. Ryan Hall, minus 220 versus Derek Minner, plus 176. This fight, to me, was actually a little harder than I thought. I love Ryan Hall, but Taporia embarrassed him. I mean, that fight was a joke. Uh, and Minner is, is more of a grappler than a striker, right? He likes to fight the ground. Is he going to grapple Ryan Hall? Christian, you tell us. Who do you like in this this fight here? Ryan Hall's pitcher is hilarious to me. Like, that guy's a fighter. Look, like, <laughs> he just fucking cracks me up. It's funny. Um, yeah, Minner's more of a grappler. His record in submissions, 22-8. and eight. That's insane. He's had 30 fights and by a sub. Um, so he's lost. he's lost eight fights by sub. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Plus okay. eight fights. It's a good stat. Sub. Good stat. Yeah. Good to know in this fight for sure. Um, obviously, he his last couple fights he hasn't been you know first round or bust. Um, I don't really see his path to victory here. I know this is going to sound strange, but I think Ryan Hall's the better striker, mm-hmm. better grappler, better gas tank. You know, there's all these things in his favor. Um, you know, if Minner tries to take him down once again in the ground, it's like, so what? I mean, the chances of him subbing out Ryan Hall, slim. I don't know what the odds. I think it's like around plus 1,000. I'm sure, yeah. So I, I regard it just – I mean, Ryan Hall's going to be able to do all kinds of crazy spinning shit mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, he can back can be turned, and it's like, so what? Mm-hmm. He, you know, he gets down to his world that way, or he hits him with, you know, a Fazeev-type spinning wheel kick. Right. Um, the lines are – this will be a fun one to bet. It should. I hope it'll be a fun one to watch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes these grappler versus grappler ones can be a dud. But um, yeah, I got Ryan Hall here. I think he can win it. I think he's better everywhere. I know he doesn't look like it. Um, you know, if you just show people on the street, he'd be a plus ten yeah. thousand. But yeah, it's, yeah uh, that's Ryan what Hall. I love MMA. Dude. It's it's so funny. This guy's <laughs> like, yeah, you don't fuck with that guy. 
Uh, this fight, it's going to be fun. I think this is a good live betting perspective here because I've seen Ryan Hall in fights against Saul Rogers on the Ultimate Fighter where Saul Rogers is a good grappler as well, and Saul was able to nullify anything Ryan Hall wanted to do. Now, Derek Minner's not a wrestler like Saul Rogers, but he is a good grappler. James Krause, who was Minner's coach, said on the Florian and Florian podcast that he that he's telling him to strike the whole time. We're striking the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think Christian hit a nail on the head. I think Ryan Hall, even though he doesn't like to engage in the striking, He's very crafty, though. He's got good kicks. He's got good spin kicks. And he's got a pretty good right hand. You know, he said he broke his right his right hand, like, first 30 seconds in the Torporia fight. Obviously, you, you get knocked out, and that, that kind of can derail you. But I think Christian hit the nail on the head here. Ryan Hall can kind of do whatever he wants because it's like, oh, what, are you going to take me now? That's great. That's what I want to do. Uh, you're not going to engage with me. I'll engage with you and kick you from the outside. If you watch the Gray Manor fight, that's all you do with Gray Manor. He stood away, and every time Gray Manor rushed him, he flopped to the ground, and Gray Manor backed up. Gray Manor's a great wrestler. Um, I feel like this is going to end in submission by Ryan Hall. I feel like Manor's going to get go back to his old ways. He's going to be so tired of trying to keep this weird distance, and he's going to keep get kicked to the body and spin kick to the head that he's eventually going to rush in and be like, fuck it. Grappler versus grappler, let's see what the fuck I can do. And that's going to be his problem. I th- I'm taking Ryan Hall here. I actually like this spot a lot for Ryan Hall the more I broke it down. Um, but I can see men are being really cautious and just going, fuck it. I'll go boring. I'll go. I'll be positioned and just let him flop, and I'm just going to stay away. Hopefully I get the nod. But I feel like there's something in him that the ego in him is going to be like, you know what? I'm a grappler too. Fuck this guy. Timbo. Yeah, I'm right with you guys. Um, you know, he left the tour. Taporia. Yep. That dude's a fucking killer, dude. That killer. Was, uh, that guy's gonna. That guy's gonna. He's undefeated already, but he he, he might have some more wins under his belt. Yeah. He's um, sick. In the UFC. He's nasty. And uh, you know, Ryan Hall broke you know broke his hand. He said what he said, but um, you know, Christian put it perfectly. Like Ryan Hall throws some fucking dangerous leg kicks when he's in there, man. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's you know he, he's probably a yoga guy. He's flexible as shit. He can get his leg up there, kick your head off. You know, as you said, Derek Derek Minner's a wrestler. Wrestle me, I, I, he's. I think you can out strike him. I think you can out wrestle him. I think well, out grapple him. Um, so yeah, give, give me. I, I was think was it this, was it one of you guys that told me that um, Minner was plus nine hundred for the KF? No, you told us. I think okay, you, I think you told okay. us. That, I don't know who yeah. told. I don't know who told you me were, this. You were flirting with it. You're like, man, I was flirting with it. Listen, but I'm, I'm, when I'm you stare when you stare at a plus nine hundred. You know, I mean, because Ryan Hall's, he, you know, he's only been knocked out once, and I was but Taporia, but I mean, he's not young, right? It could happen. He gets goofy. Minner, who's not the biggest knockout puncher, but I mean, it only takes one. But when you're staring at a plus nine hundred, I mean, what's ten bucks? I mean, what's ten bucks on it? You know, what I mean, awesome. what's 10 bucks? I'm gonna take some of that uh, Ryan Hall round two knockout. Just dude, round oh. three is forty to one. Ooh. Yeah. That's crazy. Interesting. I look, ground, look, third, like Minner gets tired of the third third round ground and pound, 40 to 1. I mean, 41 is a gorgeous number. I still like to, and it's not going to be as juicy as that. I still see this fight. Two uh, grapplers, one guy's going to get an ego, and and, and the, that guy's going to be Minner, and Ryan Hall's just so flawless on the ground. All right, next up. Next fight, Alex Perez minus 340 versus Matt Danger Snell plus 260. Uh, I go here. I believe it's my time. This, this was one of the harder fights for me to pick because I like Alex Perez. His title shot against Figgy really left a sour taste in my mouth, right? Mm-hmm. He got choked out really quick. It looked like he didn't want to be there. He's also been TKO'd by Joseph Benavidez. 
Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, even though I think Perez is very good, he's got good power. He's dog walked some people. We haven't seen him in a while. I feel like he lost some confidence. I feel like he rose to that title and was like, you know what? I have my title shot. And then it took him a few years to regroup and really get refocused. Probably made some good money on that fight as well. And Snell's really high level. The only issue with Snell is he's, he's, he's got a chin issue. He's been rocked before. The last two guys he fought, Tyson Nam and, and Bonterine, both are heavy-handed guys. He took punches well, but he's been slept before. He's been knocked out before. Snell has good boxing. Perez has good wrestling, good submissions. I think Snell's going to be the better guy on the ground. And when you're staring plus 260 at me, I'm going to go dog here. I'm dog hunting here. I just think Alex Perez, time away a little bit. I don't like him at minus 340. I can't say that for whatever reason. This is a pure number play, plus two sixty at match now, and I might, I might. This is gonna, this isn't just a pick. This is, this might be a play as well. I think I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on Schnell. I think he has all the capabilities of beating Perez, but the chin scares me. The chin scares me. I think, I think Perez by knockout is is a really good live line as well. Um, but I, I think Snell might might be a little bit crafty and might pull up an upset here. Timbo, man, I like this fight. This is a really good fight. Um, you know, if, if Schnell didn't get finished the way that he did against Figgy, then, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine how big of more of a favorite he'll be, but you know, he is coming off the, you know, what was it like a mi- under a minute? It was early. Taken. Yeah. Um, but Schnell, man, I fucking bet on Schnell. I bet on him probably every fight. And I think he's like two and two in his last, last four. He's got the look, um, you know, he's longer. He's got a four and a half inch reach advantage. But I can't do it this time. I, I really do think uh, Perez is the the more talented fighter. You know, losing to Figgy and uh, Benavidez in that division it isn't nothing to be ashamed of. And um, I don't think this line is right. I think you know I was looking more of a two minus two fifty for Perez, but still give me Perez in the pickle. Yeah, I did, the line's just too big for me. I mean, and, and, and Perez is super talented, but it's like almost like I forgot how good he is. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? If, if I forgot how good he is, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to play the guy that's plus 260. Uh, Christian, who you like here, bud? Man, this is a levels fight. Matt Schnell is not on Perez's level. Uh, this one, I'm, you guys are talking about the line being off. I'm good with this line. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parlay him. Crazy. I might replace. <laughs> I might put him in place of your mystery fighter that you were talking about on Twitter. I, you better watch it. <laughs> this is a walk in the park, a cakewalk. Really? Uh, a dog walk. Hey, Perez is good, man. I love the confidence, but I don't know, man. I mean, he could do it any way too. Guillotine, leg kicks, fucking grounded. Yeah, like, this dude's I, versatile. Guys, I know this one. This is easy. This might be the. This might have been. I have. My notes on the entire fight just says elite next to Perez and then Schnell a step below elite. Man. <laughs> because I already knew. I, I'm When you guys were talking about it, I'm like, I'm good with this line. Nah. <laughs> I, listen, I, I, I always – I love disagreement, but, like, I, your confidence is infectious. <laughs> However, I think you're wrong. And I'm going with Snell here, but I like the confidence, Christian. You're giving the, you know, giving some, you're you're taking a run at the title is what, what I like. But minus three forty guys who haven't fought in a while, it just ain't getting it done. Matt Snell, very good off his back, very good triangles, very good guillotines. Perez, I feel like man, you know, he got the shot at the title. He's banging chicks, probably made a million bucks. The only thing he's gonna be doing off his back is getting 
smelling snot. Smell, <laughs> smelling salt. Take two. Do it again. Do it again. Get that line out clean there. Smelling salt. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good fight, though. This could be an action pack fight. I, I, I yeah. don't see it going to the dis, uh, decision. I, I think it's going to be a VA stand up. Aaron Blanchfield, plus 118 versus Miranda Maverick, minus 144. It just so happens that VA's finest, Timbo, is picking this fight first. Who do you like? I think I already know, but who do you like in this female fight? Which, again, this is something that they keep doing. Two young prospects in this division. Maverick just fought Barber, got mm-hmm. screwed, got robbed. We all know that. Big and job. then Blanchfield, 22-year-old girl that, that you know from Jersey that they're promoting, and, and they're putting them together. So I don't This was un- supposed to be Barber in this fight. Barber versus Blanchfield, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. it's like they keep but doing it. Same. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Same I, scenario, yeah. I don't, I don't quite get it. But uh, Timbo, who do you like in this fight, bud? I like Killer Mav, man. She's uh, she's she's a different breed, and you know, Blanchfield, she she's up and coming, obviously. Um, but she hasn't proved much to me. Mm-hmm. Fucking Mavericks proved pro- proven that she belongs, and and she's she's a legit up and comer. Um, Blanchfield has potential to be an up-and-comer, but you know there, there's there's different levels there. So um, you know Mavericks fucking striking is just on point, as we saw against uh, Macy Barber. She did get bullshitted in that, mm-hmm. but um, you know she's got something to prove. You know, coming yeah. off an L, she she's she's hyped up. She's on one of the biggest cards of the year. She'll come out of there and do what us seven five seven folks do, baby. Hey hey hey, v- hey. hey stand up, Christian. Who you like? You get to shit the party here and take Blanchfield. Hell no, you don't. Hey. <laughs> Um, I this should be fun. I think. I mean, I love the line. Shit. Yeah, line's really good. Aggressive. Um, I, you know, I when I just kind of tried to imagine in my head, I was like, well, how does Maverick handle somebody that really comes at her? And I thought of like the Joshua fight, and her nose just <laughs> snapped in half. Um, still I, looks like an angel. I and with the speed and the way Blanchfield fights. Um, uh, Maverick, I think, is much more technical. I mean, obviously, with somebody like Blanchfield, she could get overwhelmed, get cracked. But I just, I think she's kind of better all around. Um, I don't know if Blanchfield would gas. I mean, with one twenty-five women, that's pretty rare. But the under two and a half is like plus two fifty. I'm thinking about taking a stab on this one, not going. Um, okay. Just, you know, Maverick's powerful. Blanchfield's mm-hmm. aggressive. But yeah, I like Maverick as a pick. Um, yeah. But I for that kind of number, I mean, they, they could both finish it. So right. probably give me some unders on this. Yeah, we're, we're getting that number because of the Barber fight. We're getting the number because Maverick looked a little human. Even though she won, Macy Barber is incredible. She's a great talent. Even though I thought Maverick won, it's still a loss. And Vegas is like, oh, well, this Blanchfield girl is supposed to be the next big thing as well. She looked good against Sarah Alpar. But Sarah Alpar, again, there's levels of this. Sarah Alpar, a good wrestler. Blanchfield's not really that built very well for this division. She's a little undersized. She's not muscled up. I think the size and the strength of Maverick is going to be a problem here. Blanchfield is aggressive. I think Maverick, uh, Blanchfield does have some good stand-up, and, and she's okay on the ground, but I think Maverick can kind of take this fight wherever she wants. I think her size, her strength, and, and her overall game is going to get this done. I'm right there with you. I'm very confident in this pick. I like Maverick. I love the line. This is obviously a must bet, in my opinion. Uh, I see some people picking Blanchfield just because, you know, mm-hmm. she's like um, – a nice number and, and she's young and, and there's still a lot of questions about her, but I just, I, I just don't see it. I think Maverick is, is an incredible fighter. I think she's in great shape and I think she's coming here 
pissed the fuck off about what happened to her last time. So with Christian saying the under at two and a half, it'd be interesting because, you know, she's not going to want to leave the hands of judges. You know what I mean? She's going to go out there and, and throw some bombs. And yeah. Blanchard is aggressive. You know, Blanchard is aggressive and just undersized as well. She's not, I mean, Maverick's fucking jacked, dude. Like, dude. she's... She's grown man. This is a bull. She's fighting. 100%. Like, this is, and, and, and Blansfield's very young. She's got some good experience, but, and Maverick's young as well. They both have very good experience. But when a lot of women come to the UFC, they don't have records like these women. These women have, have come from some really good organizations and fought some really good people. So this is a high level fight here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. But we're all on Maverick. I think that's the right call. Next up, Andre. Just one go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me, Ben. These, uh, this KO, this KO props for Maverick, first yeah. round 16 to 1, second round 22 to 1, third round 28 to 1. Bro, just put fucking couple bucks, bucks couple on all bucks. three of them yeah. and, and hope she gets the fucking knockout. I see. If I see anything happening, I'd like a second or third round stoppage. I think Maverick's size is just going to wear on Blanchfield. <clears throat> I don't think Blanchfield's been in there with a monster like Maverick. Just Blanchfield's very skilled, don't get me wrong. But again, size... It, it, Size to me doesn't matter, in, in, and this might sound completely sexist, and I don't mean it to be. Women's MMA, MMA is still very much evolving. So back in the old UFC days, when and I'm not talking UFC 1, I'm talking like UFC like 20 through 30 or whatever, some of those like where they're building and finding the sport, bigger guys dominated. They really did. Like Randy Couture went up to heavyweight. And just, he had to cut to 205 because the bigger guys were dominating them because the sport hadn't evolved yet. Women MMA is there, so size does matter. It sometimes doesn't matter as much as an M, uh, men's MMA. It still does sometimes, but not as much. But these women, I mean, I'm telling you, Maverick is is a fucking beast. Um, I like that play all around. All right, next up, Andre Munez, minus 142 versus Timbo. I, instead of putting Anders, I put your boy. Your boy. Your boy. Your boy. Eric Anders, plus 116. Uh, Christian, you lead the dance here, brother. Who you like? This is a tough fight. I like I like this fight. I don't know how it's going to play out, though. Roll time. Yeah, I like this fight quite a bit, actually. Um I mean, obviously, Muniz is, it's, he's not so robust. I mean, he has won decisions. Um, I don't know about Antonio Ahoyo being exactly impressive, but mm -hmm. that, when he lost to Darren Wynn. You know, it's I, funny, I, it, it, <laughs> when he, when Munez beat Arroyo, it was impressive because Arroyo came out the contender series and everyone was like, this dude's fucking good, right? And he just he never won, never won another fight. So it's not impressive anymore. Yeah. Um. I could definitely see um, Chuck Costello's coming to an end right here. Let me tell you that right now. Whoa, your boy! Because I can see your boy. I mean, the way he pushes and holds people against the cage. Um, I, I mean, I could see him doing that for as long as he needs to. He does have power in his hands. It's, mm -hmm. You don't really know which uh, your boy is going to show up. I mean, the first Darren Stewart, or, yeah, first Darren Stewart fight or second one. Um, you know, he's. He has looked good since he's been down there uh, in Arizona. Um, I he's a better wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I just I can see him pulling this off. I, you know, I wish he was a little bigger dog, but you know, Mooney's subbing Bartosz Savitsky and like nine-year-old Jacare. Oh, he, he, hey, yo, yo, bro, he didn't sub Jacare. He snapped yeah, that old yeah, dinosaur's yeah, arm. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> And Jacare yeah, sat there nice. like fucking someone stole a spark, stole a sparking spot. He's like, ah, well, fuck, you know. I mean, that is <laughs> that is a fucking different level, dude. That's I would be screaming my fucking arm. This dude's like, well, what do you know? So you yeah. like you yeah. like your boy. I like the confidence in the underdog. I like that. 
Uh, listen, I'm a big Muniz fan. I'm impressed with the kid. I always have been. I think his, he's one of the few grapplers that has okay wrestling and okay entries because he's so big. He's big, he's strong, but his wrestling isn't great, but he can get you to the ground. He gets you to the ground, he's fucking lights out. He's so good. He attacks as well. He's one of the jiu-jitsu players. He's not like, you know, I'm sure he's he's a high-level black belt or whatever, and he probably has some fucking jiu-jitsu tournament trophies or whatever, but he's not like this super patient, let me set everything up guy. He's so big and strong, he attacks you. We've never really seen that with Eric Anders. He's really good at keeping the fight on the feet. The Darren Stewart fight, the first fight where he got eye poked, they had a, they had a no contest it. He looked fucking unbelievable. He came after Darren Stewart. It was awesome. When they rematched, he didn't look as uh, as good. He still won, but it wasn't the first fight. Eric Anders is very up and down to me. He's very like, you know, which one you're going to show up. I like your boy. You know, he's also can't pick a weight class. I think Timbo said that on our chat. Like, he's 205. He's one, this is at 185. Um, I'm going to go Munez. I'm going to go Munez for the simple fact that I, I like his ability to get to the fight to the ground. If he doesn't get to the ground because he, he has piss poor stand up, he's been knocked out before, um, your boy's going to take over, right? And and I can see Munez, I can see in a world where Munez is having trouble getting uh, Anders down. Anders is very athletic, strong, big kid for 185. I can see him struggling to get Anders down, then start getting fucking wild and Anders catch him. But Anders has to be on point because. I can see Munez pulling guard. I can see him trying to catch a leg. I can see him doing some fucking flying triangles. Like this dude's gonna go for it. I think he knows he's outgunned on the feet. But I'm gonna go chalk. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Munez here just because I like the talent, but I'm not confident in it. Timbo, man, if you just, if you say if you take away everything you just said except for the last thirty seconds, then you've got this fight perfectly cat. Yeah. Um, Eric Anders, man. First of all, roll tide, fucking Alabama boy. Nope, um, nope, not roll tide. They're playing UC. Let's go Bearcats. Yeah, dude. Is, is it, that's Saturday, three thirty, I believe. I think I think it's, it's New Year's Eve, isn't it? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I think I think it's in a couple. Yeah, I think it's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Jeez, oh, they're fucking dragging that out. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't get it either. Yeah, Eric Anders, man, he's fought some great competition. Seventy-six percent takedown defense mm-hmm. rate, really good. Um, you know, Muniz. I think Muniz is definitely the the more talented fighter, but um, if Eric Anders could just get back to what like when he was in bellator and like i, I remember watching him in the lfa coming up and when he first got to ufc this dude was a monster he was like mm-hmm. knocking everybody out in the first round and then um he had a split decision with leota and then like, after that he just turned into this fucking decision he had a head kick knockout not too long ago but tim williams just, yeah yeah fight, it was a very was, close fight and then he fucking killed him yeah he's just been fighting everybody close like he's yeah. fighting everybody else's talent level mm-hmm. um so i mean you know but like like CC has said, man, like the the first um, Darren Stewart fight when he knocked him out illegally or whatever, mm-hmm. but like he was fucking him up. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of shit that we. Need. That's what so, you want to see. Yeah, if we, if he can resort to that and just you know not get taken down, which he's proven that he can do very well, um, I think it's a great dog play. So mm-hmm. give me your boy, your boy for your boy, Timbo. Your boy. Um, one of the, be- the best nicknames, and I like that he spells it with an I, not a Y. I double gotcha. checked before I put it on the screen. I said. I'm pretty sure it's with an eye, but I got to double check. Uh, yeah, I mean, this fight is is very interesting. I see this moving. So if, if you're on a state, uh, you know, Ohio, by the way, boys, time out. Ohio passed sports betting. It is now legal. However, ha- the governor has to sign it. 
And then they have to wait 90 days. So I know Hard Rock Casino in Cincinnati and a bunch of these online books have already applied. You got to spend 10K. You got to to wait 90 days for the approval process. And they're keeping that open until the uh, 2023. So for a whole year, they're letting everyone bid on it, right? They're they're letting everyone get time. But in the meantime, people who bid on it early, like Hard Rock and and probably all the sports books, they're, they're going to get it. I, I think we're going to get it by March. I think March Madness is huge. I, I was reading I was reading the article. Ohio's the fourth was the fourth largest market for sports betting. California, Texas, and Florida were the only ones bigger than Ohio, like statistically. Because yeah. Ohio, it's it, it, we have a million people. That live, I mean, we, we have one of the biggest populations. We're in top five populations and not that big of a state. And we are only a couple hours away. Like, I'm right by Indiana. People up north are right by Michigan. People to the east are right by Pennsylvania. People to, like, the east-south are by West Virginia. All these states have legalized sports betting. So we're losing so much fucking money. So I'm so glad they finally got it done. Sorry for going on that tangent there, but this is a great fight. This is going to be a live betting opportunity. I think is what I what was what I want to say here. I think uh, if your boy gets off really good again, like Timbo said, he he seems to kind of be pacing himself a little more, not really going for killer knockouts, or whatever. But if he can really stuff Munez, I see a second or third round TKO for sure on uh, your boy. But I like Munez though. I like Munez. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not flip flopping. Here we go. Bruno Silva minus three fifty five versus Jordan the serial killer right plus two seventy. Just looking at that picture creeps me out. Um, I go first here, guys. Spoiler alert: This was it. This is what I tweeted about. I'm a huge fan of Bruno Silva. I looked at this guy's record, and before he came to the UFC, he was over in Russia knocking Russian dudes out. Like, this dude is legit. His only weakness, I would say, and it's something that he's working on, is his ground game. He's been submitted before. He doesn't have, like, world-class ground game. His last fight against Andrew Sanchez, he got taken down seven times, came back, knocked him out. Like, this guy has no quit. He has good cardio. He got busted for steroids a few years ago, so he took some time off his career, but... Big, big power. Enter Jordan Wright. This guy doesn't know how to go to a second round. This guy comes out, guns a-blazing, wants to knock you out. Oh, you knocked out Ike Villanueva with a cut? I don't give a shit. Oh, you knocked out. You got knocked out by Joaquin Buckley pretty bad? That's what I care about. I think Bruno Silva's going to flatline this guy. This is my career bet. This is my bet for my life. I hate that it's so chalky. I understand why it is, right? Because I think Jordan Wright's dog shit. Um, I understand why it is, but I, I am all over Bruno Silva here. This is my pick. Uh, spoiler alert, this is my fucking, you know, when we get to the locks, if I get them, mortal lock right here. Uh, love this guy. Minus 355 is high, and I think he's going to probably close in the 400s. But, Timbo, what do you got? Hey, this, uh, I wasn't watching contender series back then, but um, Jordan Wright versus Anthony Hernandez, it ended in the first round. With fluffy. Fluffy. He got knocked out. Yeah, Jordan Wright knocked him. It's a no contest because Fluffy tested positive for weed. Yeah. Jordan Wright's uh, Jordan Wright's been knocked out a few times. Guys, the guy's he doesn't have the best chin. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that tells me what I need to know. I remember when he got knocked the fuck out by Joaquin Buckley. Uh, he looks scared in that fight. He, yeah. he you know, he and again he comes out guns blazing, but once the gun doesn't fucking hit a mm-hmm. headshot in the first ten seconds, he's like, oh fuck, I'm I'm out of luck here. So. Yeah, but I, I second everything you said on Bruno Silva. Dude's been fucking absolute beast. Um, 
fighting legit people even outside of the UFC. So right. you're going to be Bruno as well. And that's one of the biggest things as, as cappers we look at. You guys can attest to this too. You look at someone's record, you might not know that well, and they're like, okay, the, yeah, they're undefeated, but they're fighting 0-0 guys and whatever, guys. The only guys that Silva has like easy wins are are the against, against the guys that he submitted. He's He has some submissions against some bums. But he's been knocking out some real fucking prospects, and I'm so glad he's in the UFC. It just sucks that there's a million Bruno Silvas, so when you try to look up tape on him, you get fucking 50 guys. Um, but he's a legit dude. Christian, if you pick the serial killer, man, I'm on a flight to Denver tomorrow. Let's see what you got here. But You know, we were going back, I guess, this one, and then we were going back and forth with Big mm-hmm. Diaz about this fight on Twitter, I don't, what, I don't know, just maybe Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let me see. Let me, if Brian's so confident, let me poke some holes in it. And so I tried. Um, I, all Jordan Wright, he has. So Silva's got five sub losses. The last one was in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, he, his, his strength of competition outside the UFC is as good as it gets. Crazy. Yeah. That's what uh, took him so long because he was getting paid so much money. And then he got yeah, busted with steroids, and then everything kind of went downhill. That's why you haven't really heard much about him. He's he's looked well in the UFC, but yeah, I mean his outside record in the UFC is crazy. Yeah. So Jordan Wright's subs are all against like O and O fighters and like Alaska FC. Uh, just his subs are not at at the level of Bruno Silva. Um, obviously, he's Dane Jordan Williams. I mean, he puts himself in a position to get wrecked or wreck you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think this is a situation where. You know, he's going to wreck him. But like I said, when we were going back on Twitter, you parlay this fight with like the under two and a half, find a book. I think MGM has it. And then Nunez inside the distance all day. I yeah. mean, that's, yep. I listened I've to, already, I already bet that. I listened to a, a show today and they, was, and they, yeah, they were the guy was like that was his thing too. That was like his fucking his big bet was this fight under a Nunes under under finish or whatever it was. I uh, love that bet. And yeah, we, we all hit the nail on the head. Like I don't get super excited for fighters um that 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 come in the UFC to have a nice little win streak. I get really googly eyed from the new guys, but Bruno Silva's been around for a while. He got busted with steroids, he's got six losses, he's not your typical new guy. And then the Andrew Sanchez fight, he was an awkward fighter. He was a good wrestler. He kept taking Silva down. If you, I rewatched that fight. Silva kept trying to get up, kept trying to give up, and just wore him down. This guy's got big, big power. Jordan Wright's not going to go for takedowns. He's going to come out. He's got an awkward karate stance. He wants to land his big power. I think Bruno Silva comes out a little calm. One punch, I think that's all it takes. Um, uh, listen, Jordan Wright, it, it, listen, I'm not going to be lying to you and tell you at plus 270 with a guy with knockout ability like him, he does have not a lot of knockouts in that first round against lesser competition, but still the fact remains, he does cl- crack, right? He can hit you. Like he's coming off a knockout over Jamie Pickett who had never been finished before. I don't think before that, um, even though Jamie Pickett, you know, I love the guy, you know, Wilmington, but, uh, a little, uh, little weak, but yeah, love this fight. Couldn't be more confident about it. Let's go. Bruno Silva. All right. The big boy. What is that? What is that? What did that uh the under parlay get you with Nunez under and that fight under? It was it was plus it was a plus number. It was a I That's think on I dog, dog on pass he said it was like plus one fifty seven or something like no, that. No, no, it wasn't. It was because they're both like minus they were both like minus three thirty. It I, came out to like minus one. I can't remember. It's on Twitter, but okay. Yeah. I thought he it said plus. Like, I but I was I was working, so I don't I I might not have been listening all that well. 
I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, tell us in a second why I announced the big boys here. Augustus, boy? Augustus Sakai, minus 105 versus Tai Tuavasa, minus 115. This is a pick em fight. This fight got rebooked. One of these guys had COVID, I believe. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not super excited for this fight. I, I, I don't really like Ty, even though he knocked out Greg Hardy and I said I'd be a fan of him. I just don't love the guy. I don't want to see him fucking have a shoey. Augustus Akai is coming off a, a horrible performance over, uh, Rosenstruck where he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna dance around and he gets punched one time and dead. Um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not a crazy fan of this, uh, fights. I believe Timbo, you lead the dance here, brother. If I'm not mistaken, right? Or is it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, go ahead, Timbo. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, this line couldn't be any more truer. Like yeah. this is this is just about right. Great line. Um, they're essentially the same guys. You know, they both got fucking truck power. Um, Toy Vasa's had a fucking roller coaster of a career. Dude, mm-hmm. fucking once three straight, lost three straight. Now he's on another three fight win streak. Um, for being honest, I think Greg Hardy is more more talented or, or, or more of a tougher fight than Augustus Sakai is. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I did a write-up on this one here. So let's see. Read it off, man. Give me, give me that. see if I got anything good. Give me that write-up. Oh, that's, that's for the paying customers only, isn't it? Hey, yeah, yeah, right. Hey, right. You pay for that. This is a free podcasting, but don't be giving that shit out. You got to yeah. pay for that. Yeah. So, I mean, plus 180 to go to distance this fight. That That's the bet here in my, in my take. But, okay. Um, yeah, give me a tie to Vasa, man. I think uh, you know, he's on a roll right now. He's feeling himself. Sakai just got fucking absolutely blitzed, like you just said, by Rosenstroke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ty, I think Ty makes it four in a row here. Thanks. Christian, this is your forte here, man, even though not technically yeah. not one's a dog right here, but you, you do well in the heavyweight fights. Who do you like? Yeah, uh, that parlay was minus 129. 129. Yeah. So they're not crazy. That's not bad. Oh, that's a steal. That's, that's like free a, money, essentially. Yeah. You, you, put, you put like 150 on it. You put a couple checkles on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. Uh, I, one of the things that really raised my eyebrows was uh, a lot of these I looked at like kind of strength of schedule. And, you know, their their last two fights, Alistair Overeem and Rosenstrike for Sakai, Greg Hardy and Harry Hunsucker for Tuivasa. Big so, time. You're right. Big old Harry. Sakai would also be 2-0, and and Tuivasa would likely be 0-2 if they split-flop. And, Big time. I mean, lo and behold, the line is a pick em. Mm-hmm. So, it's – I mean, if it's – I think Sakai's a little more polished, I guess, is what I would base it on. I, I think is more like a barroom brawler. Mm-hmm. Um so I think Tuivasa could catch Sakai, um, but I'm going to lean on just, you know, even though he did get knocked out in both fights. Um, you know, Sakai did go five, four and a half rounds with Look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was winning that fight early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's the better fighter. It's heavyweight, so Tuivasa could get could knock him out. Tuivasa was like plus 150. I would easily take him. But yep. you're making a pick who I think is, you know, probably a little bit better Sakai, but it wouldn't surprise me all if Tuivasa and I wouldn't hate anybody for, you could sell me on it in two seconds, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a fight that I kind of flipped back and forth again. I, I, I Tai Tuivasa, you know, he was this big star. People love him. And then he and then he started fighting some top competition, started getting knocked out, right? You know, Junior Santos was like his big main event spot, and he got slept. Uh, Chin's been a little bit of a question mark for both these guys. I mean, Craig Hardy had two of us on skates, and two of us threw a Hail Mary and, 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 and clipped him. Sakai's been knocked out before. Obviously, the Overeem fight was kind of weird. He got tired more so, and he got ground and pounded. Overeem's a vet, but strength of schedule obviously leans Sakai. I think Sakai actually moves a little bit better. I know his body is kind of weird, and, and you know, he's a little loose, and, and he's a big boy, but I think he moves a little better. I think he's going to be the faster guy in there. I think Tide's going to be looking for power. He's going to be a little undersized as well. I think Sakai's the bigger guy. So I'm going to go Sakai here. I'm not super confident. This is a fight that I'm not looking running the bet real quick. I kind of like this as maybe like a live aspect as well because both these guys have slowed down. Ty has slowed down later, but Ty's also looked really good against like like a Stefan Struve, even though it was the end of his career. Uh, the Greg Hardy fight, he looked okay. Uh, I don't think he looked great. I think, you know, um, I just, I really don't want to see Ty two of us to do a shoe yet. I get grossed out. Like if it's one thing, like, okay, cool. I'll drink beer from my fucking shoe. Cool. But why does someone else got to spit in it, man? God. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that. Ah, that's what shoes. they do. That makes it a shoey. Someone, it can't be your spit. They got to spit in it. It's fucking that. I can't. Ugh, no, can't do it. So I'm I just, do hate that Andre Olowski lost to both of these fuckers. It, that's, that's rough. That's rough. Olowski's your guy, and that's, that's, that's a rough one. It's a rough one. All right, this fight, Dominator, making headlines as we call an old DC uh, Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz, minus 115, minus 105. This line's flip-flopping all over the place. As of yesterday, it was a pick em. Uh I love this fight. I think this is a great fight for both guys. Christian, one of the harder fights to cap, in my opinion, uh, on this on this fight card, maybe next in the main event. Maybe not. Maybe you're fucking confident like you were in, in, in Perez. Uh, who do you got? This is one of the two that I, while I was eating a little dinner or snack i guess i finally picked this one um i'll just i'll say i'm gonna pick pedro munoz Ooh. Um, i think cruz is worse i also hate cruz worst? So Hold on, wait 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 <laughs> worst you say worst so the Co- colorado no, says no, worst no, no we say washed wash okay my my in-laws say worst oh, i gotta go yeah. worst that i was like really where's your worst you're at it's a yeah. little fun bet we do yeah, I, I don't know why I like to say it like that. <laughs> I like it. It has a, little, it has a little character to it. Colorado yeah. people, you guys don't have accents, do you? No, not really. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I, so I do not like Cruz. I don't I don't like him as a commentator. I like him even less as a fighter. Uh, I mean, Munoz has historically struggled with pillow-fisted point fighters like Dominic Cruz is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're both, I think they're both 35 and 36. So, yeah, you know, on the tail end of the bantamweight, uh, you know, trajectory or whatever, I, I think this for me, it's some bias gets into this. Um, uh, you know, I can see Pedro getting some good leg kicks in there. You know, mm. Dom's legs are fragile. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I'm going to take Munoz, but and this again, this was tough for me to pick. He's Cruz has got bad legs, he got yeah. this. I don't think he can finish. I think he no. can finish him. Pedro so. Munoz has one of the best chins at 35, too. That guy's taking some bombs on people. Um, yeah. gun your head. Me, though. I know you, I know you bet every fight. Is this a fight you're running to the window to bet? 
I'll probably just take it to go the distance. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the play. I, I know it's very chalky, but there's no way either of these guys are going to finish each other. Dom is is durable. I know the Henry Cejudo fight was was kind of anomaly, but he's very, very durable. Munoz, you know, he, he kicks really well. It was funny watching him fight uh, Pedro, or excuse me, Jose Aldo's last time out, and Jose started kicking, and Pedro was like, oh, fuck. Like, I thought I was a good kicker. Look at this fucking guy. Um, I like both these guys. I, I don't like Dom Cruz as a person. I don't like him as a commentator. I think he's very overrated. I think he's kind of an asshole. He's arrogant. I watched him in D.C. argue today on D.C.'s uh, YouTube channel. And he's he's a little, like, he wants the smoke. He's like, let's go. Let's talk about it. And then fucking D.C., he's like, what do you, what am I bad at? And D.C.'s like, well, you're dry. And the Dom's like, no, I'm not. It's like, but, yeah. like, what do you, yeah. you, you ask for criticism and then you can't take it. Um, but I do like him fight. I think his fighting skill is, is very good. But... Just like the Kansas City Chiefs offense, I think people are figuring it out, right? I think that the fancy footwork and all that shit that that kind of memorizes you, and he throws a big looping right hand, and sometimes he goes for a takedown, and he's very awkward. He moves his head really well. I think that is going to be kind of figured out lately. Problem is, is Dominic Cruz, whenever he's the bigger fighter against smaller guys, Pedro Munoz is a little short for this division. He has really short reach. Um, Dominic Cruz does really well. You know, he can box from the outside. Dominic Cruz isn't looking to finish. He's looking to win. He looks to be in incredible shape. He looks to be motivated. I see him going three rounds, going to decision. I see it being actually a lot closer than I would want it to be. I was actually all over Dom Cruz. I almost put him in my slime ball parlay on picking Cruz, but... I was like thinking about the judges because I do think that Munoz, like Tim, uh, like Christian said, excuse me, is going to kick the legs up. I think by th- round three, Dom Cruz's legs are going to be a little sore. I think the movement's not going to be there anymore. Pedro's got great boxing. He's got great ground game too, if it ever goes there. Um, but I see this being a battle of distance. I see Pedro trying to close the distance. I see Dom O'Laying him. And uh, I think it's going to come down to that third round. We're going to see. But uh, my pick right now is Dom Cruz. I'm not as confident as I once was early in the week. Timbo. Hey, I found my bet, by the way, before go ahead, Timbo goes. Go ahead. Uh, either fighter wins by split or majority decision plus 380. Okay. Ooh. So, you, so one. So where, where, where you get that? What is that uh, one on? DraftKings. Draft so one fighter has to win by unanimous decision, right? That's all it is? No, split decision. Well, it just has to be a split decision. Oh, split decision. Gotcha. Sorry, I, I unanimous, missed it. Unanimous is 105. Okay, so if Pedro Munoz wins by split majority, that's plus 380, or and Dom Cruz vice versa? Yeah, same. Just a split decision. Plus that's a good play. Get that's some. why Chris, Chris some. yeah, Christian's that's a good shit. getting that's some. Good are you, excuse me, are you wearing a Broncos Christmas sweater? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. And, go ahead and take that off and burn it. Uh, t- <laughs> Timbo, what do you got here, bud? I'm a big Cruz fan. Oh. And I'm not even. I'm not even letting my. And Granny, like God, like he's not doing himself any favors with like. He's he's just a prick for life. Yeah. But like the thing is like when you're like 23, 24, and you're as good as he was, mm-hmm. like okay, you could be a prick. But now you're like 36, bro. And you're yeah. Like, yeah. Still acting exactly the same as you were, if not even more so now. Um. But, you know, I think you guys broke it down really well. It is a close fight, and that's I like that. Was it plus 380 for the split decision? Enjoy yeah, nice. That's a nice bet. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, quick question off the top. Who are you taking, Munoz or Casey Kinney? Uh, it's a tough fight, though, right? That's Jeez. tough. It's tough, God, right? That's a tougher fight than this one. I <laughs> I go Munoz. I go Munoz. Yeah, I'd probably take Kenny, but yeah, yeah, I'd probably take Kenny. It's close. But, Kenny's uh, got really good wrestling and his striking's come along, but I, I just don't see people want to go to the ground. Munoz, he's he's lights out. But yeah, that's a close fight. Yeah. 
And, and Dom looked extremely good against Casey Kenny, man. Like he mm-hmm. he ate some shots, you know, but he landed over a hundred strikes throughout the fight. Um, that was probably a split decision too. But I, th- I thought Dom would won it pretty. It, well. was, it was a split decision, right? I I was thinking that because I remember I thought Cruz won every round, mm-hmm. and I, or at least two of the three. And I remember the fight was a little forgettable for me. But I, I remember thinking back, wasn't that a split? And I just checked, yeah, split decision, crazy. But yeah, I mean, he definitely looked like you know old school. Dom with the angles, with the with the footwork, you know, he and and he. A lot of people say, you know, oh, I haven't been healthy, I haven't been healthy, but clearly mm-hmm. this motherfucker's never been healthy, and this is right. You know, he's saying it's the first fight that he's been back to back healthy in both camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, this dude ain't talking shit to DC about preparation and not preparing himself, correct, for his commentary work or his fighting game. Yeah. Um, I fucking love this. I love Dom by decision at plus one fifty. Um, I'll be playing that fucking. Heavy metal this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Dom plus one fifty by decision is a great number. Christian's number one by win, one of these guys winning by majority of split plus three eighty is a great number. Uh, listen, I, I, I there's always gonna be one asshole that's gonna fucking post if this someone finishes. Look at this, I got a ticket for a finish, and it's but you know, motherfucker, you did that just because just because you yeah, just you didn't cause. predict shit. Um, yeah, this is a great fight. You know, the one thing about Cruz, though, is I think he already took an L this weekend, and it has nothing to do with the Daniel Cormier thing. I think, obviously, a lot of people are on the Cormier side. But a couple fights ago, might have been his Casey Kenny fight. He fucking put Monster on blast, said he never worked with Hans again. He's got Monster on his shorts this weekend, boys. No, yeah. he <laughs> took because he wasted his call. I know he shit. did. They did a uh, he he did his photo shoot for this fight, like they do in his in his Venom gear, and he's got a fucking monster right here on his on his, on wow, his head. Yeah, so that's an L right there for for Dom Cruz after all that. But uh, uh, I love this fight. Love this fight. Think it should be on the main card. I I, I think you could swap out. Kai Carr and Cody Garbrandt for this fight. I know, you know, Cody's making 125, but, I, you know, this fight to me screams pay-per-view. Next up, Josh Emmett, minus 170 versus Dan Ige, plus 138. Real quick, is that last fight? That, that's the main event of the prelims, though, ain't it? Uh, I, I do not think it is. I think this is the main event in the prelims. Really? Yeah, so Dom didn't even get the main event in the prelims. Yeah, according to my sheet, unless they move things around, this is the main event in the prelims. I think this should be on the, the fight, too. I mean, I will. I, Jeff Neal, Santiago Ponsonibio is going to be an incredible fight. But star power, in, in when it comes to di- what's important in the division— this fight and Dom's fight are more important, in my opinion, right? Um, because this fight, listen, there's a lot, 145 stacked. You got these two, you got Emmett coming back. Ige's been around for a while. Uh, I love it. I think it's, uh, whose turn is it? Is it mine? It's my turn. Fuck, sorry, I was waiting for Christian. Uh, listen, boys, I, I've i never loved Josh Emmett. I don't know why. He's a fucking beast. When Devin did the podcast with us, I had like some kind of bet with him over Shane Burgos. And I was high on Shane Burgos, and Emmett fucking boxed him up. I, and I looked at it, and I went back, and I really watched him in his fights because he, he disappears, you know? And and then, obviously, the only blemish, I mean, I know he has a split decision loss early in his career, but he got knocked out by Jeremy Stevens really bad, broke his whole face. That was a bad that was a bad performance. But you look at some of his wins, you look at the Michael Johnson fight. was the one I kept going back to, and he dead at Michael Johnson. But a fight where he was kind of losing. He wasn't doing much. Michael Johnson was piecing him up and just got too confident, and Emmett's got crazy fucking power. Enter Dan Ige, who, when Emmett goes away for a torn ACL or a broken face or whatever it is, you know, this guy's not getting any younger. Dan Ige's fighting the best in the world. Is he winning? No. I mean, he, he lost Edson Barboza, which a lot of people th- thought he won. Or no, he beat Edson Barboza, which a lot of people, a lot of people thought he lost. lost. 
you know, he got boxed up by Calvin Cater, which is no shame. And then he, he looked really kind of average in the Korean Zombie fight his last time out. But he's got power. He knocked out Gavin Tucker, who who's a, a guy that I really enjoy watching fight. Um, this guy's legit. And when you're giving me a plus number against a guy who's been away, against a guy who's been fighting elite competition, I don't know how you take a stab at Ige here. So I'm going to go Ige, but I have a little bias because I don't think I've ever really picked Emmett. Um, he has big, big power. But again, he's 36, 37. I think he might be 36. Hurts all the time. I think Ige is, is super durable, has a good chin, good boxing. Um, if, if Emmett comes out and really wants to wrestle because he is a really good wrestler, I think that could be the biggest issue. But on the feet, I think if Ige just puts a little bit of pressure on him, a little bit of volume, and avoids those big, big shots, um, I think he can win a decision here or or possibly – uh, I don't know if Ige can finish Emmett, but possibly. I mean, Jamie Stevenson, so who knows? Timbo, who do you got? You made a good point earlier with fighters taking this long, long absence and coming mm-hmm. back as, as favorites. Uh, what fight was that? You remember off the top of your head? I uh, don't know. Shit, I can't remember either. Oh, but, um, Perez. Perez. Perez being a huge favorite. There was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy's not a minus 320 or whatever it was like Perez was, but he's also 36. He's coming off. God, he got fucking killed in that um, – Goddamn Shamburgo's fight. And granted, you know, tough as a warrior and everything, but that's a lot. I mean, he, he came out and said, you know, the adrenaline, no, I felt it. But, dude, it's still adrenaline. Like, if yeah. you got off the couch and felt that, you're not going to go fight. Um, Ige, man, like, Ige's tough as nails, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the younger fighter. He, he's obviously the more active fighter. I like the dog play here as well. Uh, yeah. give, give me Ige. He, he, he's a little boring in there. He can be a little boring. He, he can. He can be. He's like four strikes per minute. You know, yeah. That's, that's, he needs to be a little more because Emmett's like that. So they both need to really uptick their volume if they want to win. A lot of people are circling this fight. Oh, this could be a banger because both guys can take it and both guys can hit hard. I think it might be a little dry in the beginning until they really get going. Um, but both guys, both guys can fucking crack. But again, you're giving me plus money for a guy who's been more active against a guy who keeps getting you. Know, he's made a glass apparently. Uh, I got to take the actor guy, Christian. What do you got here, Ben? Yeah, you guys have made some really good points. So I'll see. I'll I'll start off by saying I'm on the Emmett side. Oh, and okay. So hey, you guys, you guys have made some really good points. But fuck you. Fuck Here's yourselves. my opinion. <laughs> Let me take a shit on all your points. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, game of, uh, Jamie Lannister says something like um, everything you say before the word but means nothing <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're quoting Game of Thrones baby love I, 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 could, I, I couldn't quote that show but I've watched every episode I was obsessed with it but I don't know any line from that show yeah it's a good one yeah yeah. but you guys are wrong um, so I find the dynamics of this fight to be super similar to the Aldo fight we just saw, where I think you're going to see higher output from Ige, but mm-hmm. I see, I don't see a finish. I see it going the distance. Mm-hmm. And I see Ige outstriking him, but Emmett is going to, when Emmett hits him, it's going to knock his head back. And, it's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to knock Ige out. Ige's never been knocked out. Right. So I, I see the fight super similar to that. Um, God, the line's not even that much different. Uh, but, yeah, Emmett's been off for a while. He is the older fighter. Uh, that doesn't really scare me. I, I, I think, you know, again, the, the optics, you know, Ige's going to be there, but I think when he gets hit, it's going to be harder. And when, uh, you know, I think we've seen, especially recently, and a lot of the judges are rewarding that that damage over the output. Right. Um, 
So for that reason, give me Emmett. <laughs> Funny enough, I've only ever seen one Emmett fight. That's how much of a casual I am, and it was the Burgess one. Fucking, we should start calling him Triple C, <laughs> Christian Costello, casual. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, he. Uh, he that, listen, I'm not going to call you the C word because. He fucking gets hurt every fucking 10 minutes. Every fight he gets hurt, he's out 18 months. Like, it's hard to be a Josh Emmett fan. He's very talented, but it's like, by the time he he works his way up the rankings, you know, after this fight, he's going to hurt something, hurt something. You know, he's going to be 40. You know, you're going to drop off, especially the lower weight classes. Um, the, his time's now. He's got to come out here. He's got to knock out Danny Gay. He's got to make a statement. He's got to call some big heads in this division and move forward. I just, I've never seen... I know when he, he comes from Alpha Male, and I remember we made his US debut, like everyone's making a big deal about this is like the next guy from Alpha Male. And as some some people were right, like he is obviously high ranked, high, you know, thought of. I just never saw it, you know, and, I, and I've been wrong before, but I, I just don't see this guy ever fighting for a title or um, or even getting there, if I'm being honest. With you. All right, next up, here we go, boys. Shook Show, Shook Sean O'Malley, minus 310 versus Ryland Paiva, plus 240. Um, who goes? Does anybody know? Tim, Tim, what? Tim, Christian. Oh, I just finished. So it's me. Okay, good. Falls on sugar. Hey, (laughs) everyone knows I'm picking sugar. Sean O'Malley. That's not going to be a surprise. Here's what it is, right? Piva. A lot of people are calling this a trap line. They said it on Dog and Paul's podcast. A lot of people like Piva as an underdog here. I get it. I get it because Sugar's last time out was against Chris Montino, and he hit him like a million times. He didn't fall over. And eventually they stopped the fight, but that was more of a ref, right? Piva, though, his last time out was against Kyler Phillips, which I thought he lost at very best draw. Uh, draw. He got 10 in that first round. He got knocked around left and right in that first round by Kyler Phillips, and then Kyler guessed. Piva's, Piva's got some good wrestling. He's at American Top Team. He's working his wrestling. Um, that's what I want to see. I want to see someone wrestle Sean. I want to see someone really try to grapple him because the striking, I think, is flawless. I think he's going to knock out Piva uh, if Piva decides to stand with him. If Kyler Phillips buzzed him, Sean O'Malley's going to buzz him and, and put him out. Sean O'Malley's a good finisher. I know Chris Moutinho, everyone's like, well, he couldn't get him out of there. But, you know, Moutinho had a cement blockhead and Sean O'Malley broke, like, the striking record. You know what I mean? Um, Piva's a good dude. Piva's a good dude. He's, he's a good fighter. I think he's gotten some really good decisions on his way with fights where I, I felt like he didn't look so great. Like he lost the decision to Kaikar France, which I thought he won. Um, but he lost that one. But then Zalgas Zumaglov, who we saw last weekend, I thought beat Piva and Piva beat him. So Piva's kind of up and down, but I like that he's an American top team. But this is about the Sugar Show. Sugar kicking off the pay-per-view. He's gonna come out flashy. You can dislike Sugar Sean O'Malley. It's all you know, personality-wise, whatever. But his striking is is very, very good. He, he moves so good. His kicks come from – he can kick with both legs. Front leg, he switch stances. He's got powerful hands. Um, Piva's going to run into some stuff here. But I really want to see, as a Sugar Sean fan, as a Sugar backer, I would love to see some grappling come out of Piva. I really want to see what Sean O'Malley has because um, he knows that the top of this division, guys are going to be fucking taking you down. And even though Piva's a longer guy and he's not this short, stout wrestler and his shots are going to be a little bit easier to see, I still want to see it, right? So I'm obviously going Sugar Sean O'Malley here. I don't think it's a trap line. I think it's properly placed. Um, I think Piva looked very average his last time out against Kyler Phillips, who is Sugar Sean O'Malley's training partner. So give me the Sugar Show. Timbo. Yeah, man. I think this line's about right. It's uh, a nice little boost in... um a parlay. I didn't look at what O'Malley was by knockout, but I, I got it right. It's, I was going to talk about it. It's oh. between plus 100 and plus 120. Free money. Free. Get it, 
Yeah, I mean, if Pav has, you know, okay, you know, he's beaten some wrestlers. He's beaten Kyla Phillips. He's beaten, uh, he's beaten Pillow Hand, Kai Car France. But, like, you haven't felt no power yet. So, yeah, fucking O'Malley lays waste to this dude. Lays waste to him. I love the confidence of my guy, Timbo Christian. I don't like it, though. I hope it doesn't happen. But uh, no, 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 you, so but you it want it. Yeah, you want it to happen. Christian. <sighs> yeah, I think a lot of the reason... Uh, I think a lot of the reason O'Malley did that Mutino fight, it's a, you, sometimes you compete to level your competition. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you're playing basketball against, a, you know, a shitty team, you probably, you know, probably not going to play as well. Um, you see it all the time. You see it in every sport. So I wasn't super surprised there. Mm-hmm. O'Malley, I mean, he, I don't know how much he really, like he said, right. He doesn't, it's not about the championship for him. It's about making money. And yeah, he's still, he's still on like his second or third contract. He's like, fuck fight ranked guys. And so I get paid more money. So he's just, he's calling a lot of people out though, dude. He's, he wants those big fights. I think he's, I think he's talking to to get his name out there, but then he's also calling people. I I don't really know what he wants. Yeah. So I, I think Kyler, I always say Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Phillips (laughs) would beat Sean O'Malley. Uh, I think that fight was a draw. Pival won. We'll look at it as if it was a draw. Um, so I think the line, this is the second time I said it, but a little bit disrespectful to Paiva. You know, O'Malley is the better athlete, better striker. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on a second, Chris. I don't want to cut you off. We got our first comment of the show. It's uh, Ruth Franklin, Vartek. <laughs> Did she just fucking put a curse on us? Hey, Ruth. Fuck off. What are you talking about, man? I was, I, know, I was wondering if y'all know what that meant. I don't know, I don't what, know what it is. It's like Russian curse words or something. Hey, Ruth, go fuck yourself. All right, go ahead. <laughs> hey, Ruth. Thanks for, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Check out that the best three. Vartek. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck off. Dude, does that mean something? I have no idea. I gotta, I gotta Google that. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Google it. Your phone's gonna get a virus. He's trying something, dude. I, I'm not buying it. Sorry, right, Christian, for cutting you off. Yeah, um, fuck off, Ruth. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Pipe has only been finished twice. Um, one time was a doctor stoppage. The other time was against a dude who I had to look him up, but it's somebody Lacerda who's now an LFA and has only ever lost once. So he's not that bad. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think O'Malley's going to finish him. I think it's so weird that he's a 310 favorite. The, it's shaded to the under. It's, you know, the under two and a half is juiced. But O'Malley is only plus, you know, even money by just, or by knockout. Um, it's weird. The numbers don't add up. But he is between plus 200 and plus 260 by a decision. So I'm probably going to take a stab on that because I don't I don't think he's going to finish. If Piva made it through that first round with uh, Kyler Phillips, who I think would beat O'Malley. Uh, take, you're taking O'Malley? Excuse me. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, okay, okay. That's what I yeah, thought. Sorry, that was a real roundabout way to say I think he's going to win by decision, though. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Paiva, I think I think his durability is a little overrated, in my opinion. I, th- I think he's got a good record, 21-3, but I don't really think he's fought anybody with it. The the, the cut loss was Ron, uh, Rodrigo Baltanin, who does hit pa- who did pa- uh, whoop, whoop, hits with a lot of power. One shot cut him open. He got a fucking vagina in his head. So um, I think when if you get buzzed by Kyler Phillips on the feet, who's not really a striker, I know he's, he's working on this game. I think I think that that, that plays well. So I like uh, I like him by finish. Next up, Kakar France plus one twenty versus Cody Garbrandt. No love. This is he's minus one forty eight. This is no love's one twenty five debut. Um, Timbo, 
You go first here. I know you're a huge, gigantic Cody Garbrandt fan. So let's hear it, babe. Who do you got? Ah, uh, man. Despite how fucking weak Cody Garbrandt's chin is, Kaikar France is pretty goddamn weak. Yeah. And uh, I know I know he's coming off, you know, first round, uh, you know, first round knockout, but, you know, I, I, I do think that Cody's boxing is not going to allow him. He's he, he's had to have learned, and I think he has. You know, even in the uh, Rob Font fight, mm-hmm. you know, he was getting pieced up. He showed he had a chin because he was getting fucking rocked throughout the entire 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he was also holding his own, and he's definitely taken a step down in competition from that, despite even, you know, Rob Font getting – I mean, he fought really well against Jose Aldo, for being honest. So, um, yeah. Kai Carl French is – as Christian said earlier, there's elite and then there's a step down. I don't think Cody Garbrandt is still elite and is still, you know, we don't know what he's going to be like at flyweight. Right. But whatever level he is at, that step down from elite, I think Kai Carbrandt is below that. Step down from that. So uh, minus 148, you know, I think I like the line there. Yeah. I'll probably just bet it like that because he could win by KO. But. Mm-hmm. I think his boxing's a lot more, you know, his boxing is crisp. I remember you were a big proponent of Kai Kara France when he first came in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, talked about how good his striking is, which, yeah. is, you know, is good. Yeah. But, you know, the power is not really there. No. And, and he's got to change his nickname. He's coming off a knockout loss over Bontarine, but it's don't blink Kai Kara France. It's like, buddy, you got one knockout in the UFC. You got to change that name. You got to change that name. That um, fight was badass, though. That was a good fight. It was. No yeah. Because Kai Kara got hurt yeah, and then, I, yeah, came back. Yeah. I Timbo made a good point. This line is is surprisingly a little lower than I thought. I think uh, Cody coming to one twenty five. I thought a lot of people thought maybe a bigger deal. Um, so he's priced pretty good. If you love no love, uh, Christian, do you not love no love? There is no love for me for Garbrandt, uh, but I do think he stands a really good chance of winning this fight. I mean, he's really better everywhere. He should be, at least. I mean, mm-hmm. this is all pending the weigh-ins. You know, we'll see what true. it looks true. like True, 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 And that's, I think, every better out there. So you'll probably see a lot of line movement, you know, based on the weigh-ins. Um, or, you know, not a lot, but they're going to yeah. move. They've been moving anyways. Um, as long as his chin holds up, I mean, he should he should – he should knock Kai Carfrance out. I mean, I don't think he's going to have been hit by, you know, Carbrandt's going to hit a lot harder than Bonter and, or and really anybody else he's faced. You know, obviously there's a speed difference, but, you know, Cody's not slow as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I like, again, I think his chin, if it held up against Rob Font, I see it holding up against Kai Carfrance. Um, so, yeah, he should either knock him out or do his little dance moves to wait on the way to a decision. Oh, yeah, robot moves that he's got. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah, this was at thirty-five. I picked Cody. We seen one thirty-five-er cut down to twenty-five, and he looked like complete shit and got popped for EPO. Uh, and TJ Dillashaw, no, notably durable, went to twenty-five and couldn't take a punch. Cody Garbrandt's been knocked out before. I know it's Kai Kara pillow hands. I'm going Kai Kara France. I'm going opposite. I'm going. Away from my Ohio guy, I like Cody. I like Cody Garbrandt. I, I'm a fan of Cody Garbrandt. One of my favorite all time performances was Cody versus Dominic Cruz. I thought it was unbelievable. But that Cody hasn't shown up in a while. I don't think he was that undersized at 135. I don't really love this 125 jump. He's been talking about it for a while. Um, obviously, he doesn't cut a lot of weight for 35. But 
I, I just don't like a guy with chin problems going down, regardless. You of know how, he's got a shorter reach by yeah. a long margin. Is yeah, well, Kai Car, long margin. Kai Car has got some long ass fucking arms. Uh, 66, 69, 65. Yeah. Yeah. Cody doesn't have the longest arms. He's got really good boxing. He's got foot, good footwork. Um, but you look at the Sun South fight, which was an incredible knockout, but he didn't really do much. He was really very defensive and didn't get aggressive in the Rob Font fight. He went after it and wrestled a little bit, which was good. But Rob Font's volume was just teeing him up. Um, if Cody comes out and wrestles, he looks to be in phenomenal shape, by the way. The pictures I've seen, obviously, we got to wait till the weigh ins. He looks to be in incredible shape for 125. He's obviously doing the right things, spending a lot of money on his body. Um, didn't go to Jersey this time, stayed in Sacramento. I think he's zoomed with Henry. I think Mark Henry's still going to be his coach. But. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't like the 125 cut. I just don't like it for a guy with chin problems. So I got to go Kai Car, even though mm. I don't think he has a lot of power. So I'm going to go Kai Car France, and it's a plus number. I mean, it's a plus number. All right, next up, Typology had Typology had that 66.5 for both of them. I don't know. Yeah, where, don't you your, right where you get your stats from, Christian? ESPN's got 69.65. Yeah, I'll, someone's I'll playing a joke on you with that 69, dude. Well, you know? Also, <laughs> just, I don't know if this is like brand new. I don't know when the uh, the press conference happened but did yeah. you see cody and sean going at it no the the, the, press, the press conference was at eight o'clock i was gonna watch it when i got okay. off here yeah i figured they would go at it because sean they have they've talked a lot of shit to each other they square it up oh they yeah. UFC, yeah. UFC oh. 69 65 huh okay someone's playing a joke shit, on that now i know no I guess I trust Tapology more, but not really. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. ESPN sometimes, or no, I'm sticking to UFC. UFC's website is a complete mess when it comes to stats. All right, here yeah, we go. They're both, yeah, they're, UFC and ESPN are the same on that one. This fight, which I didn't think was going to happen because Jeff Neal got in a little bit of trouble. Jeff Neal plus 104 versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. I got him as Ponzi. That's a cool name. Minus 128. Uh, I believe Christian is going to lead this dance here. However, I want to I say one thing, and I want to defend my guy, Jeff Neal. So there's a lot of fucking bullshit going around what happened. He got drunk on Thanksgiving, but he wasn't like drunk. He had a couple drinks. He blew over the legal limit. In Texas, and I think most states, if you're drunk carrying a firearm, it's illegal. So you got a weapons charge. But the firearm was registered to him. It wasn't like he was waving a gun or anything. He got pulled over. They said, you've been drinking. He said, yes, officer. My firearm's with me. It is registered. They're like, well, if you're above the legal limit... You were hitting you with this charge. All that shit's going to be dropped. I still don't like a guy being drunk 16 days out from the fight. But Timbo, you, you, you got some? I did. I read. I read an interview with him, and uh, he didn't. He didn't take a breathalyzer. He took you a blood. Took test, a blood test. Yeah, which, which automatically qualifies as a DUI. If you ref, right, if you refuse. Oh, you, that's not how it is here. You, they say refuse the test because you buy some time to get the blood. No, test. if you. I'm in there, dog. I, <laughs> I I refused the test because I couldn't even see straight, and I said I ain't taking that fucking thing. <laughs> And they threw me the drunk take, and they're like, all right. And some lady came in to give me my blood. I was like, what's this? This isn't a fucking doctor's office. He's like, no, we got to see if you're drunk. I said, oh, but this isn't going to go well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so you you refused the automatic. That's in Ohio as well. So I think he did the right thing. But, you know, they hit him with the weapon shirt. So there's a lot of shit going around, Jeff Neal. I've buried him. I still don't like him drinking. I know it's Thanksgiving, and, he, and he's with his girlfriend or whatever. But, you know, he's 16 days out from a fight. Having, you know, unless you have like one beer and it's a complete lightweight, I mean, what are we doing here? But uh, plus one of four of us, one twenty-eight. Christian, take it away for the breakdown of the fight. Yeah, acting like you've never been to the roadhouse and had a couple tall beers and driven home yeah, afterwards. Dude, I haven't. It's, it, tell you what, we had a Texas Roadhouse right down the street. It got closed down, but I never, I never got rowdy there. You tell you where I got rowdy at a couple times with an ex-girlfriend of mine who I hate it whose parents were drunks, and we would go to Applebee's and just get fucking hammered. 
Yeah, that, they got those taller margaritas. Yeah, or I, yeah, I was just <laughs> a blue moon, tall blue moon, please. After about four of them, I'm like, you got to drive. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. My wife wants to see me drunk. I'm not a good drunk. I'm an asshole. I'm mean. I'm I'm just I'm just aggressive. You just don't want to see it. I'm just not. I don't handle it well. But go ahead, Christian. Sorry. All right. Um, so both these guys coming off uh, some sepsis and you know congenital heart failure. And, yeah. I had know, the, I, had, I forgot all about that. I had the same thing Jeff Neal had. I'm fine, pussy. But go ahead. Yeah. So and then positive you came off that long layoff. I think he had sepsis too. Or- Ponzinibbio had like a, something hooked up to his body for like a year. Yeah. Like he had like some kind of like, yeah, it was like, I don't know what it's called medically, but yeah, he was fucked up for a while. Yeah. So either way, they, you know, similar, I'm, you know, maybe not similar in a medical sense, but similar to, for a better. Sure. Similar. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, so let's see. I they, you know, they got Magni as the common opponent. Um, Neil lost to him post sepsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ponzinibbio beat him pre sepsis. This is another one. Which was it earlier? We're kind of like doing the all like this. Perry as well. Sakai to Ibasa. Yeah, they both they, they, they both fought Mike Perry as well. Jeff oh, Neil fucking oh slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not like if you look at their like just their striking metrics, take that metrics. These dudes are identical. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Um, so. I, I can see why it's a pick. Um, the thing is, with that serious, coming off that serious health stuff with Ponzinibbio, you know, the win over Baeza is looking a little bit less impressive. Um, you know, watching Baeza, you know, he lost to, who was that? Um, Chaos Williams, baby. Uh, Chaos Williams, yeah. I, I thought he was going to win that. I wasn't super impressed with him in that fight. Um, I thought he would actually, I was pretty confident in him. Look, I'm going to go deal here. He's, Four, four or five years younger. Like I said, all things being equal, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave with Neil. I, I'm hoping he's healed. He's had, you know, a little bit of time away. I mean, obviously there's the legal stuff, like blah blah blah. I, you know, I've had a few beers at the Roadhouse too. Um, <laughs> yeah, give me Jeff Neal. I, he's, I think the numbers moving a little bit higher plus money now too. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Nah, lot- oh, actually, no, no. It's, it's, yeah, still plus. It's about the same. Okay, yeah, I, I I thought maybe some people uh, were were getting scared off by the thing like I was early in the week, but I'm going Jeff Neal too. I'm not going to bury the lead. We got two fights left plus the locks. Um, yeah, I, I'm going Jeff Neal. Listen, Ponsonibe looked really good against Beza. He took a million leg kicks, showed a lot of heart, didn't slow him down, but he got knocked out by the least the fight before that. Uh, that kind of weighs on me. He's been chinny in the past. Sometimes he's shown up, has a great chin. Other times he's been touched. Jeff Neal's going to touch him. Jeff Neal's got big, big power. My only complaint with Jeff Neal is he's got great boxing, good kicking. Takedown offense is pretty good. He's been caught before too, right? He's been put down before too. But Jeff Neal just needs to throw a little bit more, right? Needs to be a little bit more aggressive. I think he's too in the pocket. The Neil Magny loss was such an ugly loss. I know he's coming off a lot. Uh, but that, that's just a lucky loss. If you're an elite guy, you got to beat a guy like Neil Magny. You just have to. Um, but I like Jeff Neal too. Plus number against Ponsonibio. I've never been a huge Ponsonibio fan. He didn't impress me in the ba- Baeza fight. He just showed a lot of heart uh, with those fucking calf kicks, which are brutal. But give me Jeff Neal plus money. Let go. Timbo! I'm on it too. I, and I will say that uh, it, it's really the chin for Ponsonibio for me. Like, you know how I feel about the leech. You know what you said. I don't have to tell you about it, what you said to me. But... Um, <laughs> Jeff uh, yeah. he's a little flat footed. Timbo's gonna come to my funeral and be like, "Hey, he's a great guy, but this one fucking time, he told me the leech was good." 
Jeff Neal, he, he, he's got great angles. He's got great boxing, but he, he is a little flat-footed. And um, I, I hope he kind of turns that around because, it, it, again, you know, he, he doesn't need to throw more. He kind of the – flat, the flat-footedness, I was watching the tape on him. like, dude, come off your heels, please. Mm-hmm. And he's got great head kicks, obviously, as mm-hmm. Mike Perry. He fucking KO'd him <laughs> with it. Um, but he's the younger guy. Uh, he's. I think his strength of schedule has even been tougher as well. But uh, at least here's a recently for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, give me old Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeff Neal. And it's getting to redemption, too. He's got a little bit, you know, a lot of people are talking crazy. I saw uh, an MMA outlet. I don't know if it was Junkie or MMA Fighting. They're talking about how he was, like, had an unregistered firearm. He's waving it around. Like, all this bullshit. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, like, I know the media is corrupt, but it's like, this is this guy's life right now. Like, right? Like, you say one thing, people are going to automatically run with it. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad Jeff kind of cleared that up. And then I read the, the actual... Texas like police report and it was just the same thing like it wasn't anything crazy that you know people were fishing for a story uh but yeah so this could be like a nice redemption he'd be like listen I could go have some fucking stuff at the roadhouse okay eat the peanuts off the floor drink a few things and then I'm gonna fucking go out and bang it up all right come in man that fight has no business being third in this card no 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 no, 100% that's a weird it's gonna be a good fight it's gonna be action-packed but that's that's a prelim zero star power yeah that's a prelim fight all right Manu Nunes 1050 Juliana Pena plus six thirty. Um, who goes? Me, hopefully. Because that uh, means- was. Um, did I start? Yeah, I started yeah, the last one. You yeah. started the last one. I thought. I think, didn't I? Yeah, I'll go because it's going to be short and sweet. It's Amanda Nunes. Um, t- uh, Christian said it earlier. The finished prop is is probably what you want to play here. Uh, Juliana Pena. You know, she was in California for a little bit. She was in Vegas. She took some time off. She had a kid. She has a family. Now she's training in some no fucking gym in, in in Illinois somewhere out in Chicago. I saw her training footage on Embedded. Her stand up is is not good. She's a good wrestler, but you you have to be better than that to be Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes is is a world class fucking black belt. Was gonna take your arm, your neck, whatever, and she's gonna fucking knock you out. She's the greatest of all time. She's an incredible fighter. Um, I like Amanda Nunes. Apparently, she's on weight. I was a little worried about the weight because. She hasn't made 35 in a little bit, but she's already on weight according to all our coaches, but obviously wait till the weigh-ins. And I just think this is someone to fight. You know what I mean? Pena has been calling out Nunes forever. And I think this is Julia Pena being like, you know what? Mommy fought for a title one time. I think she's happy to be here. I don't think she's ready to win it. And I don't think she can win it. So I'm going to go Nunez here. 1050 is outrageous. It's unfortunate you can't touch this because Nunez is so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, a finished prop, any kind of prop, digging in the props with Nunez. Uh, Dogger pass, the one guy was really feeling a submission. Cody Saftik, very, very good capper. Submission because Julia Payne has been submitted by Jermaine Dermaine before. So a submission isn't, you know, in, in feasible. A guillotine choke going for a takedown, anything can happen. But obviously, it's Amanda Nunes all day. The GOAT is going to cruise. Timbo. Yeah, if you're getting fucking subbed out by Jermaine Durand, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, fucking um, kickboxer subject. But yeah, I mean, a club and sub, you know, that could definitely happen. But yeah, <clears throat> give, me, give me Nunes. That's, that's all I got. Nunes, there you go. That's all you got. Short and sweet. I love it. I love it. I love it. Christian, give me Pena. Let's go with the main event because I know you're going Pena here, man. I'm not going to say I'm moving lines, but you boy moving lines. <laughs> I told you there's value on Nunes at minus 800. Yeah. I said, oh, you did too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you want to talk about value? Yeah. Nunes at minus 800. I said at the time, I was like, I don't know how this is still minus 800. So somebody's spying on our text. So, um, Pena, 23% takedown defense, sub by GDR. Nunez, plus 400 by a sub, round two sub, plus 1,700. That's on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Book it. 
There you go. That's there you it. go. Yeah, the the sub, you know, Cody Saftig, in my opinion, one of the best cappers, if not the best capper in the game. And I'm I'm, I'm more enough. Let my ego is let me tell you that the guy's on fire. Uh very, very good, knows the fight game, and uh he 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 kind of is all over uh Nunez by sub, and I kind of like it because I see Pena. She, she wants to get her ground and pound off. She's not super tight. Elbows on the mat. There's a lot of things she does wrong when she's on top. She's terrible on the bottom. Man, Nunez is big for 35 too. Pena is, is a good size 35er, but she's not big like Nunez. And Nunez has been fighting big 45 strong women, and they can't take her down. So I just think Pena, again, she's here for the paycheck. She's here for the story. She ain't touching that fucking belt. I can tell you that right now. There All is right. no story except for me hitting that round two sub at plus 1,700. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, man, man. Oh. Sorry, Kristen. I, even though that was your pick. Uh, Charles Oliveira. Charlie Olives. Plus 138 versus Dustin. The Diamond Poirier. Minus 170. One of the more anticipated. I really get psyched for, for 155. Still my favorite division in the UFC. Uh, very interesting. Charles Oliveira doesn't have the best strength of schedule. We've all talked about it. But it's long overdue. He got a title shot. And he, and he got it. And he won. Uh, with some adversity. My big thing. And a lot of people's big story. He doesn't have heart. Well, he came back and beat Chandler. When, when he got clipped. Um, great fight. I love this fight. Tim Ball, you're going to kick it off here for me. Uh, incredible fight. Um, yeah. Uh, that's all I got to say. Timbo, take it away. Yeah, man. Uh, I've talked some shit about Dustin Poirier publicly. And Who hasn't? On, on the text. Who yeah, hasn't? yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, he's really a good, good fucking person, to be honest with you. But um, I think I think I think he gets it done, and if he Ooh. doesn't, he may fucking kill himself. Right. So I don't. So I hope that doesn't happen. But like, I just his boxing is just so fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, I usually pick wrestlers in as far as a wrestler versus striker match. But I mean, Oliveira is not like a wrestler like that. He's just a great grappler, and um, I think Dustin can can keep the distance. He's got a fucking unreal gas tank. He doesn't ever fucking gas out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked. We were talking about it in the text. You know, I've seen. Oliveira get broken. I've seen Poirier get broken too, but this is about to be that, you know, this shit happens. Um, and Oliveira isn't anywhere close to could be, you know, strength grappling, anything. Um, so I, I know you can still get Poirier for like minus 150 on some books. So yeah. I'm going to try to get that. But uh, yeah, I like, I like Poirier here, man. I think he, I think he has the, the Cinderella story on Saturday. Nice. Nice pick. Christian, I think I know your pick unless you flip, but break this down for us, bud. Yeah, who you guys got, Oliveira or McGregor? Don't ask me. You know I'm going Connie, Connie McGee. Yeah. I'm going Connor. Yeah. yeah, it's man, it's amazing the rub that people get from fighting Connor. It's like yeah. you just look at on topology. Dustin Poirier, number two favorite fan favorite MMA fighter. I I wish I could find out what he was a year ago, a year and a half ago. It's like you know, and same Khabib. I mean, Khabib was. He skyrocketed to where he was by beating McGregor. It's it's just amazing, like what happens to these fighters. And I mean, McGregor, like he he got finished. He's not that good anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, Poirier is excellent. Look, and Oliveira is excellent. Um, when I break it down, though, I find that you know Oliveira's his boxing has gotten much better. Poirier might be the slightly better boxer, but. Everywhere else this goes, I see Oliveira winning. You know, he his his heart is questioned. You know, he he could have he could have easily given up in that fight against Chandler. Um, I think you know I think he's got Poirier covered pretty well. Um, neither of them are great at takedowns, but if Poirier takes Oliveira down, I don't mind it. 
Um, but if Oliveira takes Poirier down, I, I mean, that's bad news. That's bad news. So I kind of think wherever the fight goes, Oliveira stands uh, a really good chance to hold his own and, and perform better. You know, his strength of schedule is the only knock that, that I came up with on him. Um, like you said it, Brian, 155, the top of this division is phenomenal. I love it's, it. You I know, love it, it. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me if Poirier took this. I, I'm not, you know, one of those times where I'm uber confident, but I'm pretty damn confident that Oliveira walks away or <laughs> keeps the strap. Um, right. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see this fight again in a year. Yeah. So mm. I'm, I'm glad you guys are both opposite. It gave me a lot to chew on. I still, I have my leans. The one thing, and I've said this numerous times on the podcast, and probably people think I'm like I'm such a dork about it, but I love MMA so much. I a lot of the times when I don't have a dog in the fight, right? Like none of these guys are my guys that I truly root for. I root for what's best for MMA, and to me, Dustin Poirier is what's best for MMA. He's a better story. He speaks English. He's a you know he's got the foundation. He's got the beef with Connor. He's an exciting fighter. I think Charles Oliveira is an incredible fighter, but he's not going to draw many people in this action packed division. So it 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 makes me want to pick Poirier for the sport of MMA. But then I've been reading a lot and seeing a lot of Poirier's interviews this week, and it sounds like if he wins, he's done. You know what I mean? He's made a ton of money against Connor. He's been fighting since he was fucking like 18. You know what I mean? I feel like if he wins this strap, he's done. So it's like, that's bad for the sport. That's bad. I don't want to see that. So I'm really conflicted. Then you look at Charles Oliver's record. He's fought some really cupcake guys. You know, there was a time in 2017 he was going through a bad run. Bad run. He's getting submitted by people. He got TKO by Paul Felder, pretty nasty. And then he's on a nine-fight win streak. It's Charles Oliver, a guy that I think is good enough to keep winning a 10-fight win streak, break Tony Ferguson's record or whatever. Um, in the Tony Ferguson fight, he looked really good with his wrestling. He took, took Tony down. Tony has once said that Khabib wouldn't take him down, and Charles Oliver fucking murked him. Another problem I have with Poirier is it seems like I'm talking about all the problems, but the problem I have with Poirier is, is when you fight Khabib and you go back to your corner and you go, I can't get this guy off me. Who did you think you were fighting? He looked very ill-prepared. Then he gave up. Then he gave up. It's like, I, I don't have the right game plan for this guy. Since then, it looks like he's got his confidence back. I know he's fought Conor. He's fought Dan Hooker. He's fought some good guys. He's got some good wins. He's got the heart for days. I don't think he's given up. It, it looks like when, you know, Conor rocked him in both those fights, and he and he really just resolved himself and cleared his head. And that's a veteran move. Uh, Charles Oliver got put down by Michael Chandler, who hits hard. I think Dustin Poirier is a little bit cleaner of a striker. I don't know if he has much power as Chandler, mm-hmm. but his boxing, his counterpunching is, is excellent. I'm going to go Poirier. I'm going to go Poirier. Ooh. I never pick Dustin Poirier ever. I never do. And I literally am writing this down. All my picks were made except right now. I never picked Dustin Poirier. I picked Max Holloway in their fight. I picked obviously against Connor. I picked Dan Hooker, I believe. I always fade Poirier. I think it's time for me to give him his due. Um, and I think this is going to be an incredible fight, right? I'm a little worried because Charles Oliveira is a really good grappler, but he does have really good wrestling in that first round. He does have a good double. He does have a good body lock takedown. He's a little bit stronger than you think because he is a little bit skinny, but he is kind of filling out a little bit. Poirier got taken down by Dan Hooker. Poirier got taken down by Khabib easily. He got taken down by Abel Trujillo like 20 times. Yeah, so I, I got I to gotta think so that it could be. Yeah, I, I got to think that Poirier – has to work on that, right? I hope he's not arrogant enough to know. You know, he has to know, like, yeah, I'm an elite guy. I've been around for a ride. This guy's got great jujitsu, but I don't want to be on the floor with him. As good as I am, let's not fucking do a pissing contest. Let me stop that and stand up with the guy. Charles Oliveira isn't just a straight boxer like Connor is anymore. Connor used to be very dynamic. He threw a lot of kicks the last time out, but Charles Oliveira, 
really fast kicks it ahead to the body. His punching is really good. That left hook that he, that he clipped Chandler with was as perfect as it gets. Picture perfect left hook. Doesn't get better than that. But I'm going to go Dustin Poirier. Um, and, and it's a main event, so I got to bet it, but I, I'm not Ooh, super. I was going to ask you. I'm going to bet it. I'm not super psyched about it, but I'm going to bet it. All right. It's the lock time. Lock city. Uh, I'm the champ. So I get to go first. And it, it, listen, it's 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 easy peasy for me. You guys already know my more lock's gonna be Bruno Silva. Um I was gonna go Sugar Sean. He's my guy, but I've been I've been on the Bruno Silva train all week. I've been watching film on him, I've been watching his old UFC fights. And I gave him out early. When I give early picks, I'm never wrong. I'm all over this guy. Mortal lock, Bruno Silva, lock it up. Uh Timbo, who's your mortal lock, babe? Give me Maverick. Oh, nice pick there, Timbo. And CC, who do you got as your mortal lock, brother? Uh, I'll take Perez. I got Oh, I forgot about it. It feels like two hours ago. You were so confident in that pick. You shit it all over me. Like, oh, yeah, you're picking match now. That's cool. That's cute. Go fucking mow the lawn. Um, all right. Timbo, dog, baby. Or no, excuse me. Whatever you want. Send him home or dog. Okay. All right, so. Plus one hundred. Are we giving that a dog? Yes. Anything plus dog. Yes. Dom Cruz. Dom Cruz. Is he is he a plus right now? Perfect. Yeah. In DraftKings, he's plus okay. one hundred. That works. I, I figured that was going to be the case. Dog for Timbo is Dommy Cruz. Christian, give me that dog, baby. Who do you got? Who's barking for you? Two bronze. Two bronze. Okay. I like that this the guy is the dog is Crazy. sticking to his guns. I like it. Um. So this is the one I didn't really fill out yet because I, I I was more obsessed with my uh whatchamacallit. I'm gonna go um Danny Gay. Danny Gay is gonna be my dog lock. I just again it, it's something I'm not super confident in, but when I look at the dogs here, I just think Danny Gay can probably grease out a decision. Um I agree, I don't think that fight's getting finished. I think it's gonna be a decision. All right, Christian, what's left to send him home? Give me your send him homes. Man, you guys just put these out here perfectly for me. I got all of my top choices. Give me the go. Oh, that's uh, that's a little kind of bullshitty. You know what I mean? I'll give it to the, you. It's, it's, the, it's the cinnamon. I'll give it to him. Okay. All right. Timbo, Timbo's on board. Send them the goat. Man, hey, Oliver's going to send them too. But. Okay. All right. We'll see about that, brother. Uh, Timbo, send them home, babe. Damn, I don't want to do it to you, but I got to because I, I, I want my belt back. Are you getting sugar? Yeah. Are you getting sugar? Are you getting sugar? You take sugar. Um, all right, my send him home. I have a few options here. Ba 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 ba. I mean, I could double down on Bruno Silva because I mean that's that's a no brainer. But I, I, you know oh. what? I want to. I want to. I kind of want to spread the wealth here. I want to. I want to get some more bets in. Um, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go a little. It's never worked out for me in the past. You know what? You know what? And you know, fuck. Send him home, Dustin Poirier. Let's Ooh. go. Battling the dog, man. CC's got him dogged up. I got him send him home up. I don't think that fight's going to decision either way. I think I think the, the best play for that, we didn't really touch on it because it's such a big main event, but the best play I think would be, even though there's like a crazy thing going on with the five-round main events, like all of them go to decision. It's like 11 or last 12 or whatever crazy number. Crazy. I think that uh, maybe Ruth, someone commented again, is it Ruth Franklin? No, it's some bullshit you're not going to want to look at. Oh, look at that. Jody Jefferson. Voight, FYI. Hey, Jody, go fuck yourself. These are all bots, dude. What are By the b- way, you and Jeff Neal got to get a, like a partnership going. What's that? 
Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Hey, yeah. Jeff Neal's goes to the Texas Roadhouse. Okay, I, that is. I like the rolls, but I go to the 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 fucking uh, uh, the you know, Patrick Swayze. Red. I felt like Swayze. I felt like a cooler the other day at work. Right across from UPS downtown Cincinnati, there is a homeless shelter only for men. And we have a big ramp that goes up our, to our driveway, and there's a security guard there. He looks like Lawrence Taylor, an old Lawrence Taylor. So I'm pulling into work, and these guys are walking right in the middle of the road. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? There's, like, sidewalks on the side. And the fucking guy go around them or whatever, and they're clearly bums. So I go out, but I park my truck, and I go, oh, these guys are probably fishing for some, you know, parking lot goodies, you know, looking at cars. So I walk, and we got to walk in this little crosswalk, and they're, like, walking straight to the building. And I get to the guard shack, and LT goes, hey, yo, you got ID? And you guys show your law ID, and they're like, nah, we're, we're, and then they start fumbling over the words. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was just there, and I was just fucking Swayze in it, you know? Be nice until it's not time to be nice. Like, you know, that was my motto. Uh, but yeah, LT took care of them. They, 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 they fucking scurried. I, he told me they go in and they try to sleep in our break room. They try to fucking steal from the vending machines. Oh, wow. They use the bathroom. They probably steal some shit, you know, cause half the fucking preloaders there look like they're homeless. So they mm. fit right the fuck in. Uh, but yeah, excited for this card boys. Wait, um, real quick. Go ahead. Hey, I want to, I know it's been dropped on dog or pass, but yeah. this has been my best bet for a while. This is a stone cold lock. Oh, I got, I got my distance. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, what is I wanted it? to drop. I wanted to drop this. Cause I, I do think drop I, it. I got so my slime ball too. Person. Okay. Well, this is my best bet of the night. And you know, it's always a parlay for me. Nunez inside the distance and then silver right under two and a half. And I think if your book only offers the one and a half, you should feel comfortable playing that too and that'll be for plus money hey and that some. and that right there is Those plus money right from christian costello baby that's a sharp slime oh. ball parlay time there it is slime ball parlay Slimy. so we're gonna get the one bruno silva minus 355 gorgeous i got this written down in my book too i don't have the uh let me get my little trusty book here guys sorry i'm old school i'm analog all right bruno silva minus 355 then the Sugar Show minus 310, because you know it's the Sugar Show. And even though Christian predicted I go Amanda Nunez, I almost put her on here as a joke just to fuck with them. But the third leg in the parlay, and I couldn't be more confident. Miranda Maverick minus 142. I got this at plus 197. Almost a two to one on FanDuel uh, yesterday. I had not bet it yet, but this is something I have written down in my little my little. What was it again? Notebook. It is what, what the number is? Plus 197. Yeah. Okay, bet. I got it written down in my little trusty notebook here. Did it yesterday on FanDuel. Obviously, these lines are moving. Silva's going to go up, you know, whatever. Um, but that's that's the slime ball right there. Christian gave you a bet. I gave you a bet. We're fucking making you money hand over fist here at MMA Takes Podcast. Can't wait. Yeah. Birthday boy. Happy Tim's birthday, Timbo. Bet football bet. Football bet. Go bet the best three if you want to check them out. Download the podcast on Apple. Are you on Spotify, too, or just Apple Podcasts? Yeah. Spotify, Spotify too. too. Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's fucking get that going. And obviously bet the best three on Twitter and, uh, yeah, excited birthday boy, 30th, last day at 29, last time, Timbo, man. good weekend for you. So birthday tomorrow, you're going out with the chick or something. Yeah. Okay. Saturday. What? Saturday doing some, believe him. I don't know. She's got something playing. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. So we'll see. Oh, she has some something playing. I think it's some surprise shit. Oh, she got some surprise for you. Yeah, her yeah. fucking naked in your room, ready for <laughs> it. <laughs> her ready for it. Fucking day sex, baby. Um, 
But yeah, fight Saturday night. I'm sure you're gonna watch, and then uh, Sunday the fucking boys and the skins, man. That's yeah. a good. That's a good game because the skins are on a little bit of a roll right now. Yeah, we're gonna leave Heller because it's a one o'clock game, so we want to get there and Ooh, tailgate. Yeah, so too early. I'll, yeah, so I'll be behaving on Saturday night. So behaving Saturday. No, you don't night. have to. There will be no death threats in my uh, in my text. I got, you know what? Just you know what? Just drink a little bit later just to help you go to bed. Just so right at the main event, I can get some death threats because I I need those on Saturday night. It's not a Saturday night until Tim overreacts and fucking wants someone's neck. That makes my night. I'll look at it. I'm laughing. My wife's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, oh, Tim wants to kill somebody. She's like, oh, okay. Hopefully I don't because if I went on my bed, I bet you don't want to kill anybody. You want to fucking give everyone hugs. All right. That's it, boys. Great podcast. Uh, I'm glad we got the audio fix issue fixed. Streamer looks like it's going to work out for the time being. Uh, yeah, we'll talk Saturday, boys. I'll see you. See you, brothers. Later. Those are my guys right there. Uh, incredible, incredible pay-per-view. That was a fun podcast. I love those dudes. Um, always giving picks. Christian, I haven't seen Christian this animated about uh, picks in a while. Like, he gave out some really strong bets. That means he's locked in. He's dialed in. So, not only tail my slime ball, tail the picks he gave out as well. Timbo's always money. That guy fucking, uh, that guy doesn't miss. All right. So, that's it. That's the podcast. That's the show. Everybody takes podcasts on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, all that shit. Let's win some money this weekend, boys. Happy birthday, Timbo. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo!